UFC is on the air. He's got to score and he does. Musa taps it in. He was wide open and Brian Ownby provided the service. Right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Just bends it past Van Opel with his left foot. And the boys in purple have the lead with 11 minutes to go in the first half. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Tonight, Louisville City pays visit to the oil capital of the world. And at the home of the Drillers, they face a group of old roughnecks, FC Tulsa, with revenge on their mind. The last time these two faced off, Tulsa pulled off the upset with new signee Philip Goodrum scoring in the penultimate minute of regulation to give the Oklahomans a 2-1 to come-from-behind win. Much like their city's signature industry, it's been a bit of boom or bust for Tulsa this season. They won just two of their first 16 league games, and head coach Blair Gavin had to have been concerned that his team's prospects had dried up. But then, a blowout. Five straight wins for Tulsa, a streak that just ended for the team last week in a loss to Tampa Bay. For Louisville City, their hopes last week were looking bleak. Coming into last week's game against Indy, Lou City was in the midst of their first three-game losing streak since 2015. But Danny Cruz is hoping that he has struck oil with a formation and tactical change. Last week's acquisition of New Zealander Kyle Adams and a switch to a three-center back formation might be what's needed to keep Lou City's proverbial oil derrick soaring higher and higher in the Eastern Conference this season. One okay field, home of the AA Tulsa Drillers, the LA Dodgers affiliate, is the site for tonight's game because it's also home to FC Tulsa. But we are broadcasting tonight from the official Louisville City Watch Party at Saints Pub in St. Matthews. I'm Jeff Milby. Casey Whitfield is alongside, and Lee Walton is back in the ESPN Louisville Studios, our producer for tonight's game. Last week, arguably the biggest and best performance for Louisville City this season in front of a season-high crowd of 13,000-plus. They changed everything up to come and beat Indy 11 by a final score of 2 to nothing, and that had Danny Cruz saying that the locker room has been a very happy place this week. Yeah, I would say uh, a lot more smiles, which is a good thing. Um, but the intensity of the training sessions and, and, and things like that, that hasn't changed. You know, it's really been on the game day that we felt we haven't had it anywhere near the level that we expect of one another. Um, so I would just say more smiles in between drills and certainly in the locker room. Uh, but from a mentality standpoint and intensity standpoint, the training sessions have, have been good. A few things. One, the ball going in the back of the net. Two, the chances that we created. I certainly felt that the players felt um, that there was a lot more opportunity for us in front of goal, which becomes important. You know, when you look at even against Birmingham, we had a ton of the ball in the first half, but we didn't create a ton of chances. Uh, And I think they came away from Indy uh, and certainly the video and the data shows, um, you know, that we did create more than enough to win the game. And I think that continues to build confidence that. And obviously, as you said, then seeing the ball going in the back of the net, getting those feelings uh, uh, become really, really important to build on. Casey Whitfield, that game, Louisville City really flipped the scripts on what they had done all season long. They readily conceded possession to the Indy 11. They finished with just over 30% of possession over the course of the 90 minutes. But they controlled the game despite that statistic. They really controlled the game and took a 2-0 win over the Indy 11. 
the biggest and best performance of the season at a time that Louisville City really needed it last week on a three-game losing streak. The team has never had a four-game losing streak, so they were really up against it, and they came through with their best performance of the year. Yeah, I mean, we talked about how it was a make-or-break moment. It's either going to be this wonderful performance that was going to help transition into the next phase of the season, or it was going to be a total disaster in front of a record crowd for the season, and it ended up being a phenomenal game. We were doing what teams normally do to us, just sitting in, being patient, waiting for the other team to make the mistake. And the minute that they made the mistake, they were able to swarm the ball, turn it over, and that was allowing Lucity to get the ball in really good areas of the field and have really strong attacks. They just have to make sure they can continue it. So can they take that performance that they had in front of a record crowd when they really had to get the win and do the same thing game in, game out, when maybe the stakes aren't as high, when maybe the storyline's a little different? You said do the same things game in, game out. Well, Danny Cruz himself is doing the same things game in and game out right now. He is rolling out the exact same starting 11 that played from the start in last week's win over Indy 11. In fact, there's only one change to the game day 18. Carlos Mogal Jr. dropped to the reserves. Dylan Maris added to the bench. But clearly, Danny Cruz saw what he liked last week from his team and he's hoping to see more of the same because he went with the exact same starting 11 and nearly the exact same team. I mean, why fix what isn't broken? That lineup came out and we were able to players highlighted in ways that we haven't seen them highlighted all season, especially those outside backs, because having that three back, the outside backs had so much more freedom to get forward and to be successful offensively, and then the front players didn't have to worry about being the ones creating the width. They were able to have more dynamic movement up top. They were able to be more creative because they weren't having to be so concerned about, I have to be wide to spread the field. The outside backs were doing that, and so why try to change things up so much? I mean, it it is interesting, though, because you want to be able to, if there's injuries, cycle players through. So is he not confident in other players being able to step into that lineup? I highly doubt that because thinking of some of the players that could go in at different positions, I think they'd be fully capable of it. But I think you have to ride that wave that you had, continue on that high, get the momentum to continue going and see if you can put together consecutive solid performances. You mentioned the outside backs. We will hear from one of those outside backs when we come back. We're getting you set for the game tonight. Louisville City in Oklahoma to face FC Tulsa at 1 OK Field, where, by the way, it is very hot today. A high temperature of 103 degrees in Tulsa, Oklahoma today at around kickoff. It'll be in the low 90s, and that kickoff is set for you in about 10 minutes or so, just a couple of minutes past 9 o'clock, and we will have all of tonight's action for you here on ESPN 680 and 1057. More to come on the pregame, including Amadou Dia, Louisville City's left wing back. We will hear from him when we return on this pregame show. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. A lot of things are better when they're fast. Medicine that's fast acting. I feel better already. Internet that's lightning fast. Food you can cook fast. Popcorn's done. But one thing that's not better when it's fast is driving. 
because driving too fast endangers your life and the lives of others. Not so fast, Kentucky. Please obey the speed limit. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. The summer weather has probably taken a toll on your roof, and you may not even be aware. So take a look at your roof, and if you have any kind of damage, call Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal. They'll work with your insurance company and go to bat for you if they have to so you can get the coverage you deserve. Carlin Roofing and Sheet Metal replaced my roof four years ago, and they did great work and timely work. And that's what Carlin has done since 1984. 458-9898 or online at carlinroofs.com. That's C-A-R-L-O-N roofs.com. Nansen Craft Florist, family-owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. It's Danny Cruz, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680, 1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. In the end, it's all about our mentality and what we can do down there. And uh, we're confident that we can go down there and uh, play with heart, play with passion, play with the grit that Louisville is used to. And out there with three points. It's going to be a tough game, but um, we're going to do everything we can to come back with three points. The words of Amadou Dia, Louisville City's starting left back, and now he's been turned into a left wing back because of this new formation that Lou City is sporting right now. With the addition of Kyle Adams last week, they've gone to a three center back lineup with two wing backs, Dia and Oscar Jimenez, both getting the start again tonight. Jimenez with two assists last week in Louisville City's 2 0 victory over Indy 11. And Casey Whitfield, that width proved very important on that night last week. But tonight, it may be a little bit more of a challenge to find that width for this team because, again, they're playing at one okay field. It is a baseball stadium. You remember the days of Louisville Slugger Field, a similar kind of setup down in Oklahoma. So the field is smaller. It is more narrow. And maybe that'll make it a little bit more difficult to get uh, for Louisville City to get that width that they had last week and the width that this five-back formation really looks for. Yeah, here's a, here's a few numbers for you. Sure. So Slugger was 105 by 75. All right, so very short, but still have decent width. Tulsa Stadium, 106 by 70. Mm. So very narrow. Where we're used to playing at Lynn, a beautiful 120 by 75. And it used to be 120 by 80 yes. as well, but they have made it more narrow over the last couple of years. How do you think that's going to play a factor tonight? I mean, not to mention the lack of width, but also, as we know with baseball stadiums, they're going to have turf covering up that infield dirt. It's going to make the surface a little bit choppy, not as clean to play a kind of a possession-style game. How do you think that field factor plays a factor in tonight's game? It's, it's certainly going to have one, Yeah, right? it's a huge factor, I think. I mean, think about when we played at Slugger, when teams would come in, the struggles that they would have and how we were able to kind of control different sides of the field because we were used to playing on that. We were used to the width. Our style that we played was more conducive to a narrower field, a shorter field. Now that we've had the privilege of playing in the gorgeous stadium that we do, 
you know, we, we need to kind of adjust it a little bit. And so I do think it's going to be a factor. Five yards makes a big difference. It might not sound like it, but it really does, especially with the formation that we're trying to play that really focuses on those wingbacks getting wide, getting high. They're not going to be able to get as wide, but they're going to have to have their heels on the touchline. They're going to have to be as wide as they can get to spread the space out. So they're going to be able to play those types of passes, have the movement that they want to have. They're going to have to utilize every single inch of that field. This FC Tulsa team that Louisville City faces tonight, they are in seventh place in the Eastern Conference. That is one place above the cut line in terms of the playoffs. Seven, eight, and seven is their record, 28 points in the standings. Again, it's been very up and down for them. Two wins out of their first 16. The second of those two wins was at Louisville City back in May, two to one win. Philip Goodrum scored the winner in that game. That was his first league goal of the season in his first game with Tulsa. Remember, he was shipped over to Tulsa from Memphis the week of the Louisville City game. Since then, he scored six additional goals for a total of seven this season and also registered two assists, both with Tulsa. So he has managed to turn his season around. And in the continuance of a theme from that game, Tulsa has added another former Memphis player the week of the Louisville City game. This time, it's Patrick Segrist. He is a left back playing in his fourth year as a pro for his fifth club. He joined earlier this week in a transaction from the college Colorado Springs switchbacks, that for an undisclosed fee, and he is going to start tonight. So Tulsa, perhaps just by coincidence, going back to the well here and bringing in a player the week of the Louisville City game, a player with experience, a talented player who's been on winning teams in the past, and putting him into the lineup from the start. Outside of that, it's a very consistent lineup that we will see tonight for Blair Gavin, the head coach for FC Tulsa. Uh, But this Tulsa team, Casey, they have dangerous players. They showed it at Louisville City, at Lynn Family Stadium in May, and they're playing really well right now. They took a bad loss to Tampa Bay last week, but before that, five consecutive wins. They were the hottest team in the league before last week's game. So this team at home tonight, it's going to be on a narrow, small field. It's going to be a difficult test for Louisville City, as it is every week seemingly, but especially this week. Well, and it's a team that is going to come back to an environment where they're used to playing in, playing at home, playing on a field that they are comfortable in, they train in all the time, they're used to the, the dimensions of the field, and they're coming off, like you said, a hard loss. So a team that's looking to bounce back, to get back into form, to show that that was just a rough moment, that they really are still are on this great path that they've been on with the five wins and maybe just a little blemish. So it's a team that's really coming back to reignite this streak that they've been on. So like you said, it's going to be a really tough match and a good test to see where this Louisville City team is. We're coming to you live from Saints in St. Matthews tonight, the official Louisville City watch party and the purple jerseys are starting to file in ahead of kickoff here. When we return, Casey will bring you her keys to tonight's game. Louisville City in Tulsa, Oklahoma facing FC Tulsa tonight. You're listening to it here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. You're listening to Kentuckiana's ESPN 680, WHBE Newburgh and 105.7 WHBE-FM Eminence Frankfurt.
A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. If your heating and cooling system is old and inefficient, now is the time to give BJ Heating and Cooling a call for your free estimate. BJ Heating and Cooling, your local factory authorized Bryant dealer, whatever it takes, has teamed with Bryant Equipment to offer up to 60 months 0% financing with approved credit. Celebrating over 35 years, helping Kentuckiana with all their heating and cooling needs. Make sure your estimate on a new system is from BJ Heating and Cooling. You will not be disappointed. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. forget Louisville City fans when Lou City wins you win this season Lou City has partnered with Wendy's to give you a free small frosty if and when the boys in purple are victorious no purchase necessary the offer is valid the day after a Louisville City win you can head to any participating Louisville area Wendy's location to redeem Lou City in Tulsa Oklahoma facing FC Tulsa tonight here is Casey Whitfield with her keys to the game so tonight Lou City has to have a killer mentality in the box with this new formation we're able to get more bodies box for our services, our crosses from our wide players. So we have to make sure that we're attacking those crosses and having that killer mentality when we're inside the 18 so we can get on the end of those services and put some goals in the back of the net. And the next, utilize all the space. We talked about this some. Tonight's match is going to be on a baseball field, which we know is not as big as the beautiful Lynn Family Stadium. So we have to make sure that we are utilizing all the space and really spreading the field out as much as we can offensively so we can exploit those open spaces and find the gaps in between Tulsa's defensive shape. Next, keep the momentum going. Last game was probably one of our best games all season. We were energetic. We had dynamic movement. We played like a team. We have to continue to keep that energy going and the momentum in our favor so we can begin to put a win streak together and climb back up the table. Starting lineups and kickoff are next. Lou City at FC Tulsa on ESPN Louisville. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. 
Caring just for kids. For all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. We are in the thick of summer, and with the hottest days of the year ahead, you're about to find out how strong your cooling system is. And if you find out that it's not ready for the long summer, then call DFH Company, 968-6222. Right now, when you buy a complete train HVAC system, receive 18-month special financing and a 10-year parts and labor warranty. It's hard to stop a train, so call DFH, 968-6222, or look them up online at dfhcompany.com. Visit dfhcompany.com for complete program eligibility, dates, details, and restrictions subject to credit approval. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Tonight's starting lineups presented by Breeze Airways. We'll start with Louisville City playing on the road tonight in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Zero changes to the starting 11 for Danny Cruz, Louisville City's head coach from their 2 to nothing win over Indy 11 last week. It's Oliver Zimla, the rookie goalkeeper in goal and he is one shutout away from setting the rookie shutout record for goalkeepers in the USL championship it's a back five in front of him Amadou Dia on the left West Sharpie Sean Tosh and the newcomer Kyle Adams starting for a second consecutive game after moving over from San Diego last week as the three center backs Oscar Jimenez with two assists last week as the right back in the midfield is Tyler Gibson Rasmus Tell. and Brian Ownby and they all play in support of Cameron Lancaster who scored his third goal of the season FC Tulsa just one change for them from the three to nothing last week. It's Michael Nelson in goal, a back five for Tulsa tonight as well. The newcomer Patrick Segrist as the left wing back, three center backs: Rushi, Rashid Teta, and Justin Malou. And then the right wing back tonight is Milo Yosef, a rookie for Tulsa. In the midfield, Tommy McCabe is joined by the captain, Eric Bird, and then the attacking players. On the left, it's Marcus Epps. On the right, Moses Dyer, and down the middle, the number 10, a player that Louisville City will be facing for the third time this season, Philip Goodrman. Right off the bat, Louisville City with an early attempt. Cameron Lancaster with his left foot from just outside of the box skies his attempt. It was just a yard outside of the box on the right side of the D, and it's out for an, a Tulsa goal kick 30 seconds into the game. The referee tonight, by the way, Joshua Encarnacion, but an early chance there for Louisville, Casey. I like the early energy trying to get out on the front foot and something to note, they are attacking the side of the field that has that the infield, the turf, the different kind of playing surface, and so I think if they're able to get a good start, that's going to be a huge bonus as they go into the second half. Yeah, Louisville City in white moving from right to left in the first half. As Casey mentioned, the left half of the field is the field covered, the, the infield dirt situation on the baseball field, but as opposed to what Louisville City did back in the day at Slugger, they use what appears to be grass to cover the dirt, the dirt at one OK field, so that may play a little bit different of a factor. And again, it is hot tonight in Tulsa, 95 degrees at 
kickoff for Louisville City and FC Tulsa. It was up over 100 today down in Oklahoma. It's out for a Louisville City throw. Amadou Dia takes it. It's into the attacking half near outside the penalty area towards Cameron Lancaster where it's cut out by Tulsa. And Tulsa now coming forward. They have it along their back line. That's Tete. And then on the near side, Yosef, the right wing back. Back to Tete on the near sideline. He goes long into the attacking half for Tulsa down the near sideline. Headed out of there by Kyle Adams. Louisville trying to take control of it in the in the center circle, but they can't do it. It's cleared up forward by Marcus Epps. All the way into the Louisville penalty area where Oliver Zimla touches it forward to West Sharpie. And Louisville City will build out of the back here. Sharpie, the middle of the three center backs to the right center back. That's Sean Tosh. He tries to hit it into the attacking half to the far side. Looking for a teammate. It's out for a throw. The throw comes into Brian Ombi. He's into the attacking half outside of the penalty area. Ombi back to Jimenez. Middle of the field it goes to Rasmus Tellefsen. He swings it to the left of the center circle. The midfield stripe to Kyle Adams, a left-footed player. He clips it over the top of his left foot. Dia in the box on the left side. He goes down under a challenge from Yosef. No foul. And I think a good call. Yosef plays it down the near sideline looking for a teammate charging into the attacking half. That is Moses Dyer. And Dyer continues all the way into the Louisville City box. Here's Dyer on the right side. His shot is blocked by Adams. It'll fall in to the six-yard box to the center forward. Goodrum, but he couldn't control it. And Oliver Zimla comes off of his line to claim the ball. Goodrum had a real opportunity there. He's claiming he was tugged from behind Goodrum, but the referee did not call a foul, and Zimla grabbed the ball. I think it's a good no call on both ends. First for Tulsa. He was maybe pulled a little, but he was also already falling as he was trying to reach for the ball. So I think a good no call there. But then on the other end, what a beautiful service there from Kyle Adams to really hit Amadou Dia in stride. Dia just not protecting the ball very well. I think he had it on his right foot when he needed to have it on his left foot. So I think both ends, great no calls from the referee. The opening moments of this game end-to-end between these two teams. A foul called against FC Tulsa here as Louisville is trying to build out of the back. Gives the boys in purple a fifth-third free kick three minutes into the game. And now another foul called against FC Tulsa once again. We'll give another fifth-third free kick to Louisville City this time in the center circle. Sharpie takes it quickly on the ground. Tosh over the top down the middle. Lancaster flicks on a header looking for Elijah Winder. And it's over Young Winder's head and it bounces into the feet of Michael Nelson, the goalkeeper for Tulsa and he finally picks it up when Lancaster comes up with pressure. Nelson in his fifth year as a professional playing in his third season in the USL. He was acquired on loan from Major League Soccer in March. A native of Texas a 28 year old. His 22nd start this season in goal for Tulsa. Tulsa goes into the Louisville attacking half. They go long and it ends up at the feet of Oliver Zimla, the Louisville goalkeeper. Zimla rolls it forward to, to, to Sharpie and now it's Tosh to the right side. Tosh tries to play it through on the ground. It's cut out by Tulsa. And here comes Tulsa in the attack. Epps in the middle of the field. Plays it far side of the box. Looking to cross it in towards Dyer. And Dyer's shot is saved. Over the ball by Oliver Zimla. A quick first time shot by Dyer from about 12 yards away. And Zimla quick to react to tap it over the bar. It's a corner to Tulsa four and a half minutes into the game. Well, it's great movement there from Dyer as well. He kind of takes a few steps back. So Adams loses him and doesn't know where he is. And then he takes a few quick steps coming forward. So, again, Adams is not able to track him back. And a really great save there from Oliver Zimla to kind of push that one over the top. But shaky moments in the back right now from Lou City. 
First corner of the game comes from the near side, the right for Tulsa. Here it comes, whipped in towards the six-yard box at the penalty spot, rather, and it's headed out by Louisville City. Lancaster trying to retrieve it on the near sideline, and he takes a tumble and a foul. It's called against Segrist, the newcomer who just joined earlier this week for FC Tulsa, and that'll end the threat for the hosts tonight. It'll be a fifth-third free kick for Louisville City in their defensive half toward the near sideline, uh, about 10 or 15 yards outside of the Louisville defensive box. And Lancaster is so good at position his body in between the ball and the player to draw that contact, especially when his team's trying to get out from a, a defensive set piece such as that corner kick and he does so well to draw that set piece allow his team to push out of the back and see if they can begin to get some more offense going Zimla is going to take this fifth third free kick he sends it into the attacking half towards Lancaster who's trying to hold it up he went down hoping for a foul no foul given Tulsa takes over they have it at midfield now with Goodrum he's able to turn under some pressure play to the near side Dyer they're into the attacking half working their way into the box but Louisville gets back defensively and Dyer turns and plays it back to the back line that is where he sends it to Justin Malou Malou plays it across to Rushi in the defensive half. Rushi forward to Epps, who took a really heavy touch, but is able to recover. He's in the middle of the field in the defensive half. Turns, plays a long diagonal to the near sideline, looking for the run forward of Yosef, but it's over his head and out of play. It'll be a Louisville City throw on the near side, the Louisville City left. By the way, Milo Yosef, a 24-year-old out of Germany. He is a rookie out of Marshall, a former teammate of Louisville's goalkeeper, Oliver Zimla. Both were members of that 2020 NCAA championship team, and both are Germans as well. So playing against each other tonight in Oklahoma in both of their first years as professionals. Throw comes in for Louisville City. Lancaster holds it up nicely. Drops it off to Brian Ownby in the center circle in the attacking half of it. Playing in his 250, 250th professional appearance tonight over a 12-year career. Now it's Ownby once again outside of the box. Cutting inside. Middle of the field about 30 yards away. Drops it off backward to Tellefson. Now it's Kyle Adams playing well forward in the attacking half on the left side. Middle of the field. Tellefson just outside of the center circle. And Tellefson gives it away. Touched off of his feet by a defender who was right behind him, wasn't aware and Epps will retrieve it on the far side for Tulsa and they will build out of the back here. Tulsa, by the way, wearing black at home, moving from left to right. I mentioned earlier, Louisville from right to left and white. Tulsa in black this evening and Tulsa building out of the back here seven minutes into the game in a 0-0 game, Casey. Well, one thing I'm noticing is there's a lot more space between the lines for Louisville City. Last game we saw they were extremely compact. The back line was really pushing a lot higher up the field, whereas this game they've kind of dropped back some, and I'm wondering if that is due to the speed and talent of Philip Goodrum up top. They know that if a ball goes over top, he's going to be able to beat them with speed, so they're giving a little bit of a cushion, but there is more space between the lines for Louisville City, and FC Tulsa has done really well with exploiting that space. Tulsa still with it in their defensive half. They have it in the middle of the field with Tommy McCabe. Plays it to Rushi, a Spanish center back, playing at the left side. Forward it goes to Epps. Epps clips it to the far sideline, trying to return the ball to Epps for was Segrist, and it's out for a Tulsa throw on the far side. The Tulsa left in their attacking half, the Louisville defensive half. Segrist takes the throw, goes all the way back to the back line to Rushi, and now on the near side, it is Malou, the right of the three center backs. He crosses into the attacking half, plays it to Yosef on the near sideline. He turns and plays it backwards to his teammate Tete. They're trying to build through the right side here. Tulsa. It's Yosef. A 1-2 between him and Dyer. Yosef in the middle of the field and a good looking attack now for FC Tulsa. It's Segrist on the far side the left. Now it is Epps on the far sideline near the corner flag trying to dribble around Sean Tosh, the Louisville City defender and a really heavy touch from Epps. It just 
really ricocheted off his foot behind past the inline, and it's out for a Louisville City goal kick. Good patient defending there from Louisville City. Again, there was one mistake where they missed the tackle, and that's how FC Tulsa was able to break through the middle of the field. But Louisville City did so well in dropping back quickly and forcing Tulsa to have to go back outside on the opposite side of the field, and that's what led to that turnover. Louisville City goes long from the goal kick, and Tulsa recovers it with Rushi, their center back. He plays it to the far side to Segrist in the defensive half. He goes long over the top. Giving it chase was Goodrum. He has a shove in the back of West Sharpie, but the ball bounces into the hands of Oliver Zimla, the Louisville goalkeeper. But that little shove, Casey, I want to point it out because that's Philip Goodrum. That's what he does. He is a pest. He is an annoyance. He is constantly trying to play the mental game with defenders, and I think a little a little one there between him and Sharpie. One, well, he's really good at it, too. He does so well at getting in players' heads, and he's very smart about it because he doesn't always get called for the foul. He'll have these nice little shoves after the play that he kind of disguises, and then players end up getting really frustrated, and it plays out into his favor. So Louisville City just have to make sure that they keep their heads about him, keep their wits when they're around him. Louisville City with the ball. It's Lancaster over the top for Ombi. Can he get there? No. Rushi does first. He clips it over his shoulder and out of danger, out of the penalty area. Into the middle goes to Epps. He tried to clip it forward to Goodrum. They couldn't connect, and it's back with Louisville City along the back line with Kyle Adams into the middle. It goes to Tellefson. Actually, that's Gibson. I beg your pardon. Back to Adams, and now in the middle of the three center back, Sharpie. Now Tellefson in the middle of the field, and he goes all the way back to Zimla, the goalkeeper, just outside of the box. Zimla clips it over the top with his right foot. Middle of the field, Lancaster flicks on his header, looking for Ownby, headed away by Rushi into the center circle where Gibson brings it down. Touches it down to Tellefson. Gibson to Jimenez, middle of the field. Good combinations here, Louisville City. Lancaster, Elijah Winder. Lancaster's hit. Oh, it's a terrific save from the goalkeeper, Nelson. Loose in the, uh, the Tulsa penalty area, and Rushi finally clears. Lancaster had a hit from about 20 yards and hit it really well right at the goalkeeper. He had to make a reaction save. Again, it's one of those shots where if it was any other player, you'd be like, why are they doing that? But Cameron Lancaster is just so talented, and he can score from there. Cross into the box. So Lancaster, his shot wide this time, and it's a goal kick to Tulsa. This time, Brian Ombi well wide. Over by the corner flag, was able to get his cross in toward the penalty spot at the near post. Lancaster got onto it, hit it first time, and just couldn't keep that one on target. But an early, active Cameron Lancaster right now for Louisville City. He had the hit from 22 yards a moment ago. Another chance here from about 12 yards away, and he had a shot in the early moments, 30 seconds into the game. So that's a great sign for Louisville City that Cameron Lancaster is so active early in this game. Well, he's putting himself in really good positions. He's not sitting directly on that back line. He's kind of popping off a little bit and giving a little bit of a space between there, and that's what's allowing his teammates to find him. On the layoff on the shot, he was kind of a little deeper, which which was why he was so wide open. And there on the cross with Brian Ombi, he didn't make a hard near post run. Instead, he kind of held his run a bit. And again, that's what made him so wide open. So really smart movement there from Lancaster. Louisville with the ball over the top after they turned Tulsa over. It was down the far sideline for Ombi to chase, but it was far too in front of him. And it's out for a Tulsa throw on the far side there left in their defensive half. But quickly, Casey, I just want to mention, last week's game, we talked a lot about the formation change, but Louisville also got vintage performances out of Cameron Lancaster, who scored, and Oscar Jimenez, who had two assists. Two guys that have been around for a long time. Haven't really been them their normal selves the last year and a half, but they were terrific on Saturday in the win over Indy 11. As Tulsa comes forward, they have it just outside of the Louisville box on the far side. Segrist drops it off backward. Now middle of the field, Bird tried to clip it first time to Goodrum. He's able to corral it under, under pressure there from Sharpie, and he draws a foul, Philip. Goodrum. This is going to be a free kick to Tulsa in a promising position. The inside left about 22, 23 yards away. Well, before I talk about this set piece,
piece, what you were saying about the veteran players, they now have support. They're not on islands. They have support around them, and that's what's allowed them to shine. Now, this set piece here for Tulsa is a pretty dangerous one. Sharpie just getting a little bit too antsy there defending. He had Goodrum going backwards. He just needed to be patient and allow his team to come back and support him. It's going to set up a really dangerous set piece. It's off to the side a little bit. It's one of those that could be a cross. It could be a shot, just depending on the personnel that you have out there, because it definitely is within shooting distance. It's Moses Dyer standing over it. We're just past the 13-minute mark on a 0-0 game. Dyer, the New Zealand international, his 10th season as a pro. He scored three times this year. He goes for goal, and it's wide to the right from Oliver Zimla's perspective. The Louisville goalkeeper probably had it covered and just watched it sail past his right post behind for a goal kick to Louisville City. Not a bad effort, though, from Dyer. Had a good shape to it, but ultimately just wasn't on target. Well, and I don't think he had enough power on it either. He needed a little more drive to it to beat Zimla because, like you said, even though it was wide, Zimla was able to kind of walk over to his post, it almost looked like, to have it covered. And so he needed to almost put a little bit more drive behind that ball if he wanted to have any sort of chance of beating Zimla. So I think Louisville City kind of escaped that one unscathed. But 14 minutes in nearly, a pretty open game so far. We've had seven combined shots, each team with a shot on target. Both goalkeepers have come up with a save. Louisville City with the shooting advantage so far, 4-3. to three. And the possession battle, it was so lopsided in favor of Indy last week by design for Louisville City. So far tonight, it's 50-50. Louisville City with the slightest of edges at 51% or so. They have the ball right now with Lancaster, 40 yards from goal. Tried to play it through to Ownby, cut out by the back line of Tulsa. And Tulsa takes over on the ball. They've got it with Epps into the center circle, goes to Dyer. Epps continuing his run. A great run down the far sideline. He has space. Here's Epps driving in towards the Louisville box, cutting it onto his right foot. His shot blocked on its way through by Wes Sharpie. It'll fall to Tellefson. He'll give it up to Amadou Dia and Louisville trouble here. Dia forward to Lancaster who's dropped deep. Falls to Tellefson. Now Ownby in the attack. Just to the left of the center circle. He's coming forward. End and stuff. Ownby drifting toward the near sideline. Yosef coming over to challenge him and it's out for a Louisville City throw on the near side. The left in the attacking half. Really nicely done from West Sharpie. I think we need to figure out how many blocked shots he has because I feel like every game he is the player that blocks the most shots. He does really well to keep his arms down to kind of slide out and time his tackle there to get his leg out and block that and not even allow the ball to get through to Zimla. He is so good at timing that. But if there is a concern there, Casey, Epps had tons of space tons on the left side. Tons of space. Side. They kind of got caught in transition there. A few too many players caught forward, and I don't think the proper support dropped in to cover the space. 0-0, our score, opening quarter of an hour gone. 15 minutes gone down in Oklahoma. 1-0 K field. It's a throw to Louisville City. They've still not taken the throw over the last 30 seconds or so. Amadou Dia standing with the ball in his hands. He is about 10 yards past the midfield stripe. Throws it down the near sideline towards Elijah Winder. Milo Yosef there for Tulsa. He is able to beat Winder to it. Plays it to the back line and they clear it forward. Dyer drops it off backward to Eric Bird. Now it's along the back line with Malou. Teta in the middle of the three just outside of the Tulsa box. To the far sideline he goes to Segrist. He drops it off back Backward here to Rushi, just outside of the Tulsa box still. Ownby up for some pressure. Rushi goes back to the goalkeeper, Nelson, and he has time and space to stand on the ball. Louisville sitting off just a little bit right now.
now. Nelson goes down the middle, finds Epps on the inside left. He turns towards the attacking half, still in defensive half, though. Plays into the center circle of Dyer, a 1-2 between him and Epps. And now Segrist on the far sideline has it. They're in the attacking half, Tulsa. Now they're backwards. Epps at the midfield stripe. Goes back into the middle of the three center backs. And now the right of the three center backs, Malou. He's standing on the inside right, about 10 yards shy of midfield. Middle of the three center backs, Teta. And now Rushi as Tulsa just knocks the ball around their back line here. Louisville with a little bit of pressure. It's Ownby jogging toward the ball. Now Epps on the inside left. Still in defensive half for Tulsa. Ball over the top from Tulsa. Finally looking for Philip Goodrum. Cut out there by Kyle Adams. It's knocked down to West Sharpie. And Louisville takes over. Sharpie to Tosh. Far sideline. It goes to Jimenez under a challenge. He sends the ball long. It'll go all the way into the Tulsa box. But I believe the referee has blown his whistle and pulled it back for a foul as Jimenez was hitting that ball long. He took a challenge. Was able to get the pass off. The referee allowed play to continue to see if it came off for Louisville City. It didn't, and the advantage didn't work out, so he pulled it back for the foul. The referee again tonight, Joshua Encarnacion, and a fifth-third free kick for Louisville City in the defensive half near the far sideline. And that's great officiating there. The ref waited to see if it played out like he's supposed to, to see if there was any sort of advantage, and there was not, and he pulls it back and gives the foul. That's exactly what you want from your official. That is very smart officiating there, but again, that I think a lot of it is due to the length of the field. Normally at Lynn, that might have been able to a player might have been able to get on the end of it but because this is such a short field those long services are really gonna might not be not as effective as they normally are fifth third free kick was sent long by louisville city cameron lancaster trying to keep the ball alive for the boys in purple commits a foul and it's going to give tulsa a free kick in their defensive half and i think casey we talked about it in the pregame but the dimensions of the field, I think, are playing a big factor in this game. And it's very open because of it. Because, not to be simple about it, but there's not as long of a distance to go between attacking ends for either <laughs> team. It's just one, two, three passes, and they're in all of a sudden as Tulsa tries to build out of the back here. I mean, it's a 14-yard difference. That's a huge difference. So I do think that that's a big factor is you play one pass into your offensive half, and you are in the final third. So it's not like there's a whole lot of build-up play that has to happen. It is really back and fourth game and I also think a lot of it too is they're not able to compress the field as much because the lines are a little more spread out because of the width being a big difference so we are seeing a little more open of a game. Here comes Tulsa through the middle. Dyer with a good turn in the center circle. He's into the attacking half now. Now Bird on the near side. The right for Tulsa outside of the box. Back to Malou. Now McCabe middle of the field. And it's rolled forward to Dyer. Good ball. Dyer into the penalty area. Dyer goes down under a challenge. No foul. And it's Sharpie who comes out of there with the ball. And Moses Dyer can't believe it for Tulsa. He wanted a penalty. Sharpie just sends it long into the Tulsa defensive half. And Tetza recovers the ball for FC Tulsa. And they will continue this attack here. But a near penalty there for FC Tulsa, Casey. Well, a really nice back heel through ball to find Dyer. I don't think Dyer was expecting it. I think if Dyer was anticipating that a little bit more, he would have been on the end of it. It would have been a shot on goal. I'm not so sure about the penalty call there. I don't think it was one. I think there was a little bit of contact and Dyer made the most of it. And the referee was right there. He had a great angle of it. So I think it's a good no call. Bird with a pass forward. It was cut out temporarily by Louisville City, but it's back with Tulsa in their defensive half. Malou, the right of the three center backs, crosses the field on the ground to Rushi, the left of the three center backs. Forward in the middle is Marcus Epps, who's been all over the field. He clips the ball in the air to the near sideline to Yosef. Yosef on the near side. Forward in the middle goes to Goodrum, returns it to Yosef. He goes backward to Eric Bird, the captain tonight for FC Tulsa.
Tessa. And now it's back along the back line in their defensive half. Center circle, the defensive half of it. It goes to Tessa. And now Rushi, who crosses into the attacking half. Inside left, another terrific turn from Dyer. He spins Tosh into the penalty area. His cross just in front of the diving header of Philip Goodrum. And it'll go out for a Louisville City goal kick. But Moses Dyer, the last couple of minutes with two terrific turns. This one better than the last. And he had a good service there for Philip Goodrum, just about a foot away from finding the opening goal 20 minutes into this game. And I mean, really just an excellent attack here for Tulsa. It's a great turn from Dyer, just completely leaves the defender <laughs> waiting in behind. I think it was Sean Tosh. The service, he just doesn't get the bend on it that he needed to meet the run of Goodrum. Goodrum had to hold his run back a little bit so he could stay on sides, but he doesn't get the right bend on it. But really solid attack there. They're kind of really losing Dyer, and that's what's hurting them right now in the back line. Yeah, Moses Dyer, a 26-year-old from Auckland, New Zealand. His 23rd start of the season and his 10th year as a pro. He spent time in the Canadian Premier League the last few years. Also played in his native New Zealand. Played in Norway. He's been a professional since 2014. And he has 11 caps for his senior national team. He's been terrific the last couple of minutes. Here's Tulsa once again. Epps in the penalty area. Cutting it onto his right foot. Circling around toward the D. A long distance effort. Takes a deflection on its way through. And it's behind. It'll be a corner for FC Tulsa. It was one of the midfielders that took that long distance effort. Might have been Dyer as well set up by Epps there, but the shot was blocked on its way through, and it's going to be a corner here to Tulsa from the near side. They're right. They are really turning the screw right now, and it was, in fact, Dyer who had the hit. He's been terrific the last couple of minutes. I mean, this is an excellent shot. He keeps it low, drives through, and one thing that we know when you're able to take those shots, drive it through traffic, you never know how the ball is going to deflect. It could deflect and go out for a corner. It could deflect and into the back of the net. It could deflect and go into a handball. You never know, so those shots are so dangerous. Again, and Dyer showing his skills. Here's the corner in from Segrist into the six-yard box, cleared away by Elijah Winder for Louisville City. His clearance goes all the way past the midfield, stripe into the center circle, where Teta controls it for Tulsa, and they will continue along here. In the 23rd minute, a 0-0 game. Tulsa really knocking on the door. They have it just outside of the Louisville City box. It's Bird with it on the inside left. He clips a right-footed ball into the near side. Segrist, who took the corner, stayed on the near side the right. His header not directed toward any of his teammates and not really threatening for Oliver Zimla. He makes a catch at his near post, and that'll end that opportunity for Tulsa. Louisville takes over. But the last couple of minutes, Casey, really favoring FC Tulsa there. Louisville City, I should say, lucky to not be behind right now. Yeah, I, I definitely think Tulsa is beginning to build in to this attack, and they've really looked good these last few minutes. And Louisville City has to see if they can kind of settle it down a little bit, slow the game down into their favor, and begin to then build more in their possession. Louisville went forward. Tulsa took the ball away, hit it long, and it's back to Zimla once again. He rolls it into the feet of West Sharpie, the center of the three center backs tonight for Louisville City. He's still with it. It was touched back to him by Tyler Gibson. And now Sean Tosh, the captain tonight for Louisville City, the right of the three center backs. Tellison dropping deep. He touches it into the middle to Sharpie. And now Kyle Adams, the left of the three center backs, the left-footed player playing in his second game with Louisville City after joining in a trade with San Diego last week. Sharpie, long ball down the near side. Ownby gives it chase. The flag might go up as soon as he touches it. He does touch it now. Flag stays down. Here comes the cross from Ownby all the way across the face of goal to the far side of the penalty area towards uh, a 
team made. It's cut out by Tulsa. Still a loose ball. Clipped over the top by Gibson. Now it's still with Louisville City. Lancaster brings it down just outside of the D. Ownby with it. He tried to clip it forward. Headed away by Tulsa. Gibson, a ball forward. Headed away by Tulsa again. And then finally Tulsa clears it into the Louisville defensive half. It'll roll all the way to Zemlo, who's playing 10 yards out of his box. And he'll hit it to the right side to Sean Tosh. But a few opportunities there, Casey. Louisville just couldn't really bring the ball down cleanly. Yeah, and I think I would have liked to see Brian Ownby try to take the player one-on-one. I think he had a little bit more time than what he thought. I don't think that any of the players expect him to be on sides there. And then in the middle, it's just too clogged, and they're trying to force it a little bit too much. They needed to try to pull it out there and see if then they could attack down the wings. Awkward moment here as Louisville went long over the top. Lancaster got onto it. Nelson charging off of his line, and a collision between three players. Nelson, the goalkeeper, Lancaster, Louisville's forward, and Tete, one of the center backs for Tulsa. It went behind, and I believe the referee gave a Louisville City corner kick, but Tete is down injured, and it's because Nelson crashed into him. Just an awkward play, a long ball over the top that Tulsa was trying to deal with. All three players crashed into each other, and Tete a little bit injured there. And it is going to be a Vi-Fi corner to Louisville City, but right now Tete down on the ground hurt. And we will have a brief pause in play as the athletic trainer for Tulsa comes on to check on it. It almost looked like Lancaster was trying to kick it and hit into the back of the net. And when Nelson came through, he pushed Tete into Lancaster, which took Lancaster's foot into Tete's stomach there. And so that's kind of what they're looking at, which Lancaster did everything right. It wasn't a foul or anything on his part. If anything, it could have potentially been a foul on Nelson because he, I mean, he was making a play on the ball, but he doesn't get the ball at all. The ball was already past him. Regardless, hopefully he's okay and a, a good set piece opportunity for Lou City here on the corner kicks. Another thing to be mindful of, we talked about the width. That's really going to affect their corner kicks. They're going to have to take some off of it. This was also where maybe you might want to do a few short corners. Not a huge fan of him, but when it's a short field like that, sometimes you have to change it up. Tete's still down on the ground, and I wonder if the referee will give the hydration break at this point. We're four minutes away from the half-hour mark. smart. And they're well over 90 degrees, so we expect a hydration break. But I'm not sure if he's given it yet, so we'll see if it comes in a few minutes' time. A bunch of Louisville City players came to the near sideline to get a water break effectively and also get some last-minute instructions from Danny Cruz, their head coach, as Tete finally rises to his feet. Rashid Tete, a 28-year-old from Ghana, playing in his fifth year as a pro. Over 100 appearances for him in the USL. Was previously with New Mexico United. He's in his first season with Tulsa, and he has finally walked off the field. So this Louisville City Vi-Fi corner kick shortly to come. We're 26 and a half minutes into the game. 0-0 is our score. It's been a very even game, but Tulsa has had the better of it for about the last 10 minutes. Here's the Vi-Fi corner. Jimenez, an outswinger, in towards the penalty spot, towards Ombi, loose in the box. Dia has a touch. He hits it out of the area towards Tellefson. The attack's still on for Louisville City, though. Tellefson goes back to Gibson in the center circle. Gibson over the top, down the far side, looking for Jimenez. Headed away by Tulsa. It'll fall to Elijah Winder, 25 yards from goal. Is back to goal. Plays it wide right to Brian Ombi on the far side sideline. Obi on his right foot. He's going to put in a cross here. It is cleared aside. Rushi finally brings the ball down as it went to the ground and Rushi clears it up towards midfield. Louisville City continues though with this attack. It's headed away by Sharpie into the center circle to Tyler Gibson. Now forward to Kyle Adams in the attacking half by 10 yards. Returns it to Gibson. Middle of the field. 40 yards away. Ball over the top. Down the middle. Making a run forward is Elijah Winder but the goalkeeper Nelson able to retrieve the ball on the bounce. Coming off of his line Winder. The ball was behind him and Nelson read it well. Caught it on one bounce. 
and some good urgency going forward there from Louisville City. They do well with recycling the ball and trying to get a few more attacks going forward. Tulsa just doing really well with tracking those runners and making sure they're not allowing any clean looks. But the set piece was really nice from Jimenez. He had to do more of like an inside of the foot pass instead of driving it a little bit more with the laces to cross it. So trying to change up that service because of the not very wide field. Just at now, the 28-minute mark in this first half. 0-0 remains the score. Louisville takes over in possession once again. In the center circle, it's Gibson. The game is really seesawed, and Louisville with momentum right now. Ball over the top, looking for Lancaster to the right side of the box. He slaloms his way through two defenders, but he can't find the ball. He had the last touch, though, and it's out for... There was a foul call. I believe maybe a foul was called here, giving Tulsa a free kick in their box. Lancaster arguing his case to the referee. It was just, a, I think, a decent physical play there as he tried to win the ball back between two defenders. But I believe, Casey, that a foul has been called and gives Tulsa a free kick in their defensive box. Yeah, to me, it really didn't look like there was a whole lot of contact there. I mean, you always know that there, when three players are coming together, you know there's going to be some sort of contact. But I think the Tulsa player, I'm not really sure who it was, made the most of the contact and drew that foul. Regardless, it would have gone out anyways for a goal kick. It is a foul. It is a free kick. It's Nelson to take it just about eight yards past the in line. A little bit to the left of his six-yard box. He gets into the attacking half. Goodrum does well to hold it up. Plays it over to Epps. Epps is passed backwards, deflected by his own teammate McCabe, and Louisville City takes over. Dia on the ball. The left wing back for Lou City to Elijah Winder. Dia continues his run forward. Winder goes down, and it's a foul against Malou. And it'll give Louisville City a fifth-third free kick about ten yards shy of the midfield stripe on the inside left in the defensive half. And already Dia there having to pinch inside a little bit more, not being able to use that width. He has to see if he can spread as far wide as he can because when he pinches in like that, he clogs the space even more. As soon as Blue City gets the ball, those outside players have to be getting as wide as they possibly can to spread the field. Long ball over the top from Louisville City towards from Tosh towards Ownby. Rushi beat Ownby to the ball, but his header, header was heavy toward the inline, and he couldn't catch up to keep it in play, Rushi, and it goes past the inline for a Louisville City 5 5 corner kick. This one once again as the one moment ago was from the far side the Louisville City right. We've just hit the half hour mark. 0-0 our score. This one will be an in-swinger off the left foot of Oscar Jimenez who again had two assists last week. Louisville City's second all-time leading assist man behind only his teammate Brian Ombi. Jimenez raises his hand to the air. Here comes the Wi-Fi corner into the six-yard box. Punched away by Nelson. Middle of the field that falls to Gibson. Gibson 30 yards away. Cuts it onto his left foot. Rolls it on the ground through. Lancaster trying to chase it. He'll get to it on the end line outside of the box. Good hustle from Lancaster. Tries to play it past a defender. Loose in the box. Lancaster trying to fight for it. Ombi with a touch in the six-yard box. Lancaster shot. And it goes in from Tosh at the back post. Just ping-pong. Pinball stuff in the Tulsa box. And it fell kindly to Sean Tosh, who was unmarked at the back post. And he knocked it into the back of the net with no one around. And Louisville City takes a one to nothing lead over Tulsa on the road in the 31st minute. But what an effort from Cameron Lancaster. First to keep the ball in play. Then he megs his defender. Then there should have been a handball. There's the ball bounces off the defender's hand. It's bouncing around. And Lancaster just drives it across the goal face. A beautiful service. And Tosh completely wide open on that back post. Just passes it into the back of the net. There was no 
no one around him. An easy finish, but wow, what a great effort from Cameron Lancaster to really create this goal for Louisville City. That goal brought to you by the Kentucky Lottery. Fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. The goal for Louisville City comes from Sean Tosh, his fourth of the season, his 17th of his career. Remember last year, he scored so many times for Louisville City, became the number one penalty taker, scored nine goals last year, so over half of his career goals a season ago, and he continues to score the ball well this season, his fourth goal of the year. You mentioned the effort of Cameron Lancaster there, Casey. That goal, really, he deserves a ton of credit for keeping that ball alive. And by the way, the two teams have come to the near sideline, so we do have that hydration break 32 minutes into the game. So the game will pause for a moment here as the two teams collect their breath and get some water. But Cameron Lancaster... He's been so missing for Louisville City for about the last year and a half. Last year battled a number of injuries. Really wasn't available until the tail end of the season, the playoff run for Louisville City. This season he's battled some injuries, but seemingly he's won that starting center forward job for himself. Louisville City's all-time leading goal scorer. It's great to see him playing with energy, with enthusiasm, with fire. And the last with couple confidence. of weeks with confidence, it's another great word. And the last couple of weeks has been some of the best Cameron Lancaster we've seen in a long time. Well, I think what really was the turning point was that spectacular goal that he had in the scrimmage, or, or the, uh, excuse me, the international friendly, I think that really just kind of turned a new leaf for him, and he's just come alive lately, and I really do think the last two games, the reason he has just been so good is because of the support around him. I mean, you've got Brian Ombi and Elijah Winder are able to pinch in closer to him, which is then opening up pockets of space for him to be able to find. He's not having to carry the load himself up top there in the middle. There are people around to support and help him, and he's just looked really good lately. Hydration break over, so the referee allows the kickoff after the Louisville City goal to take place, and Tulsa has the ball. 33 and a half minutes gone by. Sean Tosh's goal giving Louisville City a one to nothing lead. And again, maybe a rejuvenated Louisville City. They looked so much better last week against Indy 11. Ended the three-game losing streak with a resounding victory against the rivals before a season-high crowd of 13,000 at Lynn Family Stadium. They're looking to continue their momentum and continue their upward charge in the USL's Eastern Conference. They are certainly not out of making a run towards the top of the East as it stands right now with Pittsburgh sitting in first place heading into the weekend with 41 points. Louisville City just nine points back of first, believe it or not, despite their struggles this year. It's a foul against Tulsa here and a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. Just past the midfield stripe by about 10 yards into the attacking half. It'll be Kyle Adams, the left-footed center back, to take it. He's standing over the ball looking to hit it long towards the Tulsa box. He approaches it and hits it now high into the air towards the penalty spot, and no one really challenging it in white for Louisville City. It's an easy catch for the goalkeeper, Michael Nelson. And those types of set pieces are so difficult because... The services into the box really aren't going to be extremely threatening, so it's going to take a lot of extra power to be able to get on the end of it. So that's something to where I'd like to maybe see Louisville City see if they can work up some sort of tricky set piece for those that are that far away. Here comes Tulsa Dyer, 25 yards away. He takes aim with his right foot. A low-driven shot goes wide. Zimla dove to his right but had that post covered and watched the ball roll past his fingertips behind for a goal kick to Louisville City. But Moses Dyer, he's been really the danger man tonight for FC Tulsa. He collected the ball in the center circle, headed it down to himself, dribbled past West Sharpie, got to about 22 yards away, and 
let it fly with his right foot, just couldn't keep it on target. He's another one that's just really put himself in positions to be successful this game. He hasn't completely set on that back line. He's been moving around, trying to find the pockets of space to see where he can pick up the ball and really attack the back line. He's been so good so far. Nine and a half minutes. Go in the first half plus stoppage time. Ball over the top for Louisville City. Only outside of the box on the right. Playing into the middle to Elijah Winder. Beaten to it by Teta, the center back. And he's able to get it out of the penalty area. Playing it forward towards that Segrist. And Segrist under a challenge. It's cleared off of the Louisville City player who challenged him. And it goes high into the air and into the stands behind the Tulsa goal. And it'll be a goal kick to FC Tulsa here in the 36th minute, nearing the 37th minute. FC Tulsa, a team that averages just over 4,000 fans a game, I would imagine around that number, have shown up tonight as well at 1 OK Field. And we'll have a brief pause in play as Oscar Jimenez is down injured on his back, writhing in pain. So the athletic trainer for Louisville City will come on here. Well, he's not one that usually goes down a lot, so hopefully he'll be okay. Wasn't really sure what happened. I wonder if we'll get a, a nice look at the replay to see here. Oh, it looks like, oh, ouch, yeah. Segrist comes in with almost studs up there when he's trying to clear it out and gets Oscar Jimenez right on the ankle there. Bit of a dangerous play if you ask me. I think Segrist is a little fortunate that that wasn't a yellow card because that was a studs up attack there. Thank goodness he's getting on his feet but really dangerous moment. It was just awkward from Segrist. The ball went to him. It was his ball and he couldn't control it. Rolled past his feet so he stretched out his left leg trying to win the ball back and Jimenez came with a challenge at the same time and it went off of Jimenez out for the goal kick and then Segrist just completing his challenge really caught the top of the foot of Oscar Jimenez he has risen back to his feet Jimenez and he's walking off the field so he appears to be okay just a moment shaken up there 38th minute now one to nothing remains our score and the ball back in play from the goal kick for FC Tulsa Louisville playing down a man for the moment they have all of their players in the defensive half as Tulsa brings the ball forward as McCabe dribbled it all the way from outside of the box into the center circle. And now Louisville City coming forward with pressure as Jimenez is allowed back onto the field. So back to full strength for Lou City. Ball all the way back to Nelson, the goalkeeper. He's playing in his box, just uh, shy of the D. On the ground to the far side it goes. Here's Rushi. Back it goes to Nelson into the Tulsa penalty area. Louisville sitting back for the moment. Now it goes to McCabe, middle of the field. Wide left, it goes to Rushi. Ball over the top, high into the air for Rushi. No one chasing it in black. It's chested down by West Sharpie for Louisville City, and Louisville takes over in possession with just over six minutes to go. Beg your pardon, seven minutes to go, plus stoppage time. We're in the 38th, moving into the 39th minute. Ombi with it at midfield. Dribbling forward. He goes down under a challenge. It's a foul. It'll give a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. Bird called for the foul for Tulsa. That fifth-third free kick taken on the right side at the midfield stripe for Lou City. One thing to note is when Lou City gets in their defensive shape, their line of pressure has dropped significantly, and I think a lot of that is due to it's getting later in the half. We talked about how hot it is out there, so maybe seeing that they can drop the line of pressure, condense the field a bit more to kind of save some legs, so that, that way when they do turn them over, they're able to use a little more energy on the attack. 12 shots in this game, evenly split between the two teams. 54% possession for Tulsa so far, but Lou City with the one to nothing lead. They have the ball now. Ball from the middle of the field looking for the diagonal for Oscar Jimenez outside of the box, but he can't catch up to it. Trying to, he was playing, had cut in inside a little bit, Jimenez, and the ball was over his shoulder, and he couldn't catch up to it. It's out for a Tulsa throw on the far side there, left in the defensive half. Segrist takes it down the far sideline, and a big collision over there between Goodrum, I believe, 
who had checked back well defensive into the defensive half. It was Goodrum trying to hold the ball up, had dropped deep, and he and Tosh both went to the ground. Tosh called for the foul. Free kick to Tulsa in their defensive half. About 12 yards shy of the midfield stripe on the far side of the left, about a yard in from the near or the far sideline. They take it quickly on the ground. It's Rushi now McKay playing between the center backs, the midfielder. Plays it into the middle of the center backs. That's Tete just outside of the Tulsa box. Far sideline near midfield is Rushi. Forward it goes. Dyer middle of the field. Dyer under a challenge. Just 31 from Tosh. No foul called. Ball puffed up high into the air. And Louisville takes over. Dio 1-2 with Winder. Dio well into the attacking half. Amadou Dia continues on. Outside of the box now. Trying to get to the end line. Yosef comes over for a challenge. Dia goes down. No foul outside of the box. And Tulsa takes over. They've got it along their back line with Tete. He slips on the turf. Trying to clear it forward. It's knocked down by Winder. It'll fall to Yosef. His clearance blocked by Winder once again, and it's out for a Tulsa throw on the near side, the Tulsa right. But right there, we saw that turf. Again, a baseball field tonight, one OK field, and the turf covering it is really grass is what it is, covering the, the infield dirt on the baseball field, but still a little bit slippery there, Casey, it looked like. Well, it's nice that it is grass, but there's still a transition between the two. There's still a bit of a gap, and the grass is, isn't settled in, so it is not going to really stick your boot isn't going to stick in it like it normally would with the ground, so it is going to create a different surface, and we've seen several players as soon as they cross that threshold it gets a little shaky for them, and so the, the playing surface definitely having an impact. Here's Louisville City, Lancaster right side inside the box, Ownby back to Lancaster, his right foot is shot, blocked it's loose outside of the area, Bird recovers it for Tulsa, and he will play it forward out of danger, Goodrum touches it down in the center circle, he goes down under a couple of challenges, and the referee blows his whistle for a foul here. Gibson called for the foul and Tosh as well. And Tosh has been booked. A world of beer yellow card to Louisville City's Sean Tosh. We are in the 41st, moving into the 42nd minute of the first half. Louisville in front, one to nothing. And Tosh, the man who scored the opening goal, is booked tonight. Just his second yellow card this season, believe it or not, for Sean Tosh. A bit of an aggressive play by him, but we talked about the mind game that Goodrum plays there. And I think Tosh here just trying to establish that dominance of saying you're not going to mess with us. Look, we're we are in charge, and he's really been putting in a physical battle against Goodrum. Now, if I were Goodrum, I would be going right after Toch because Toch is now on a yellow card. I would be going at him. I would be getting in his head, and he would be my target on that back line. And that's the kind of player, again, exactly. that Philip Goodrum is. He is a natural villain if you're a fan of Louisville City tonight or a fan of any team that isn't FC Tulsa. We have a brief pause in play as Rashid Tetza is squatting down in the center circle. Player that was down on the turf around 15 minutes ago. Shaken up after a big collision in the defensive half for Tulsa. He is a bit shaken up here as well. He wasn't the player involved in that last challenge, but perhaps just feeling the effects of the heat as well. Again, very hot tonight, 95 degrees at kickoff. Temperature was up over 100 in Tulsa during the day today. So we'll have another pause in play here with three minutes to go plus stoppage time in the first half. Louisville in front, one to nothing over FC Tulsa. Louisville City looking for their second consecutive win after they defeated the Indy 11 last week. But you pointed out well, Casey, Philip Goodrum, a player that loves to just gnaw at you. He's always pushing and shoving. He's always involved in the altercations, it seems like, whether it was last year in a breakout season with Memphis or now that he's moved on to Tulsa, a player that has a reputation for being a thorn in the side of a lot of teams, but especially Louisville City. And this is the third time Lou City has faced him this year. So with Tosh on a yellow card, he's going to have to be careful anytime number 10 comes around him. Yeah, Tosh is definitely going to have to play smart. And he's a veteran player. You should, you would expect him to be very professional with it moving forward now. But again, if I were Goodrum, 
he's a smart player as well. Maybe not as veteran as Tosh, but he's a very smart player. I would be going right after him. I would be bodying up against him, maybe throwing a, th- a few elbows in there when you're bodying up, getting inside of his head and seeing if I can maybe get that second yellow card for him. So he would be my target that I would be focusing on. Rashid Tetes still injured for the moment, so play is not yet resumed. Philip Goodrum we're talking about. 26 years old out of Nashville, Tennessee. Really had a breakout season last year. 22 goals for Memphis 901. And on his career, he's only scored 34 goals. That includes seven this season. So really was a limited player, limited experience prior to last year, but broke out in a big way for Memphis. But for one reason or another, reportedly, rumors anyway on social media, there had been a falling out between Goodrum and his teammates in Memphis. So back in May, they traded him straight up for Rodrigo da Costa of Tulsa. And Goodrum has returned to his goal-scoring form with Tulsa this season. Seven goals, all with Tulsa. Since he joined them in late May, two assists as well. And we mentioned the fiery nature of him. Six yellow cards since he's joined FC Tulsa. Tete's <laughs> still down injured. And there appears to be a bird on the field here, Casey. And he Brian doesn't want to leave. <laughs> he really doesn't. Brian Obi's uh, trying to sort of shepherd the bird away. Might be a wounded bird as well. I'm not sure if play has been paused for the bird, but the, the athletic trainer for Tulsa came onto the field and picked the bird up and carried it off the field. So uh, one of the stranger things you'll see pausing a game, but it appears to be that an injured bird was part of the issue while we're waiting on this game to restart. We're in the 45th minute. Tete has moved off the field, and he is set to check back in whenever the referee allows. So Tulsa down a man for the moment after Tete went down hurt. And ball back in play now along the back line with Tulsa. They have it with Nelson being chased there by Cameron Lancaster. Nelson plays it forward to Moses Dyer into the attacking half. Dyer bounces off of a challenge, tries to play a long diagonal to the far side to Segrist, and it's cut out by Louisville City. We moved into stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. The referee has added a minimum of eight minutes to this first half, so plenty of time left. Eight minutes to go. One to nothing our score in favor of Louisville City. We had a hydration break. We had a couple of lengthy injuries breaks and a bird break as well apparently so a lot of time left in this first half it's Tulsa with it in the attack now Dyer dribbling in towards the box from the right side Dyer getting to the end line Dyer clips across to the back post over the head of Epps it'll stay in play with Segrist puts the ball on the ground towards the six yard box stabbed away by Tosh falls to McCabe Tommy McCabe for Tulsa wide left to go Segrist left foot across into the air high into the air into the six yard box headed away by Adams brought down outside of the box by Tellison for Louisville City and he comes forward and Louisville sees off off that danger. Tellison forward to Lancaster on the near sideline at the midfield stripe. Checks backward and goes backward to Amadou Dia, the left wing back on the near sideline in the defensive half. Ball in the air over the top towards Elijah Winder. He chests it down under Tete against Tete, who's checked back into the game, and Tete does well to win the ball back for Tulsa here. Really good movement so far from t- from Tulsa coming forward. you got to imagine that they're going to have a big push as in these final few minutes to see if they can get on the scoreboard before halftime. Louisville City just has to make sure that they're patient and that they value possession of the ball when they do have it. Still with Tulsa, Goodrum dropping well deep in the formation to get a touch. He plays it back to Rushi. Now far side left wing back, Segrist plays it forward on the far side line towards Epps. He is... Well defended there by Tosh, and it's out for a Louisville City throw. Tosh was right on the back of Epps. Thought there might have been a foul there for a moment, but no foul called. It's just a throw to Louisville City. Tosh takes it into the attacking half. Lancaster brings it down, does really well against two defenders to keep the ball. He just clips it up high into the air, just scooped it with his right foot to Jimenez, who made the run. Now wide right it goes to Tellison. 
Uh, beg your pardon, that's Jimenez, actually. Middle of the field, it goes now to Tellison. He couldn't catch up with the ball. Slipped a little bit on the turf as well. And Dyer recovers it for FC Tulsa. Now Yosef, their right wing back. Back along the back line, it goes to Malou. Middle of the field now, McCabe. There's in, in the defensive half here, FC Tulsa. Wide left, it goes to Segrist on the far side, the left for Tulsa. Rushi along the back line. The Spaniard at center back. McCabe, middle of the field. Still in the defensive half. Rushi checked by Ownby. Wide left, it goes Segrist. Back to Rushi. And Tulsa moving the ball around along their back line. Louisville doing a good job of being controlled defensively, staying in their shape. Rushi once again under pressure from Ownby. Forward it goes, middle of the field, Epps. He turns, dribbles into the attacking half, plays it down the far sideline to Goodrum. Goodrum on the far sideline. He's got Dyer in the middle. Philip Goodrum on his right foot outside of the box. Clips it in towards Dyer. His header, and it goes just wide. Bounces about a foot wide of Oliver Zimla's left post in goal for Louisville City. Moses Dyer slapping his hands down on his knees out of frustration. He's had a number of chances in this first half. Been very much the most threatening player for FC Tulsa, but just couldn't get that header that didn't have much power, by the way, on target. Well, and Goodrum has really been able to get involved that much in the attack. He's been sitting on the back line, and the only time he's been able to really get on the ball is when he goes out wide, and there you see him get on the ball. The service is a little bit behind Dyer, which is why he wasn't able to get the power on the on the header that he needed. So if Goodrum's services was a little bit better, I think Dyer would have been able to get that on target. We played three and a half minutes of the minimum eight of the Louisville Muhammad Ali stoppage time in this first half. Louisville tried to clip it down the near sideline for Elijah Winder, it's out for a throw to Tulsa near midfield. Yosef takes it into the middle to McCabe. He plays it backward to Rushi and Tulsa coming forward. Rushi to the far side. Here's Segrist in the attacking half. Playing it forward towards Epps. Cut out there by Tosh. Tosh forward to Jimenez. Now Ombi at midfield. Back into the middle to Gibson and Louisville coming forward. Uh, Jimenez on the far sideline. Tried to just steer it down that far sideline. Jimenez with his right foot. Ombi wasn't making that run. It's out for a Tulsa throw on the far side. The Tulsa left in the defensive half. 14 shots in this game, evenly split. Three shots on target. Louisville City with two of those three, including the goal from Sean Tosh. But the game very even so far. And Tulsa looking for a tying goal late in the first half. Louisville, though, clipping it over the top. Ombi, can he get there? No! It bounces into the arms of Michael Nelson. A weird ball there. It might have just checked up for Brian Ombi. He made a run in behind, got past the defenders was around the ball, just couldn't really find it, and Nelson was able to claim it, the goalkeeper. A good run, though, and I like the little scooped ball over the top. It's good movement from Omi to be able to make it through unmarked. He might have been offsides there, a little bit shaky, but, uh, again, really good attack from Louisville City. Tulsa with the ball now on the far sideline. It's Rushi in the defensive half still. Tulsa's had the ball along their back line a lot tonight, and as the game is shaken out, Casey... It started to resemble that indie game for Louisville City a little bit more. The opening minutes, the opening 20 minutes, were very back and forth end to end. Here's a foul against Rasmus Tellefsen. He's going to be booked as well. A world of beer yellow card for Tellefsen as he got the shin of Marcus Epps there for Tellefsen on the season. That is his third yellow card presented by World of Beer. So this free kick will come for Tulsa in their attacking half. Just, well, actually in the defensive half, about a yard shy of midfield. Tellefsen very late on that challenge. Yeah, and I'm not really sure why he's fouling there. He's got two or three defenders behind him. There's no need for him to foul in this situation. Instead, let him go by and make a really good recovery run to get in position to support your teammates. It's a silly foul and a silly yellow card. Tulsa clipping the ball from the right side into the Louisville box to the back post, headed away by Louisville City, but the ball remains with Tulsa after they put the free kick back in play in midfield. 
It's Tulsa at midfield now with Rushi into the center circle. It goes to Tete in the defensive half of it. Plays it the right side to Malou. Malou tried to play it forward, but immediately cut out by the first defender, Elijah Winder, who was playing a yard away from him. And here comes Louisville City. Winder on the ball now, cutting into the middle of the field. Into the center circle, it goes to Tellison, who just got shown the yellow card. Wind right, it goes to Oscar Jimenez. Jimenez 20 yards into the attacking half. Clips it forward with his right foot to Elijah Winder. He just touched the ball around the defender. Was swept off his feet from behind by that Tulsa defender who is going into the book. That is Rushi, who has been shown a world of beer yellow card. And Elijah Winder with a deft touch. The youngster there outfoxing the 28-year-old veteran from Spain, Rushi. And it's going to be a fifth-third free kick for Louisville City in a relatively promising position. The inside right about 25 yards from goal. Again, another silly foul there from Rushi. No need to foul in that situation. You have Winder going backwards. He's going towards the sideline. No need to foul there. But it's going to set up a good set piece for Louisville City. It's going to probably set up a little more for a cross than a shot. So I would imagine a service into the box, trying to aim between that PK spot, six-yard box, seeing if you can hit some of those targets. Really looking for Sean Tosh, probably Kyle Adams in there. And if going to have to vary the service a little bit because again not a very wide field. It's maybe a little bit more of a chipped ball or looking to drive it to that far post for a second ball across. Yeah, this fifth third free kick will certainly not be a shot on target. It is really on the near the far sideline, about 8 or 10 yards in from the far sideline but about 25 yards from goal and two players standing over it. Tellison and Jimenez. Tellison the left footed option Jimenez the right footed option with five players in white to aim at in the box. Two lingering outside of it. Referee blows his whistle. It's going to be Jimenez. Right-footed ball in towards the six-yard box. Headed up in the air by Tulsa. It'll fall to Dia. Swing and a miss as he tried to hit it on toward goal. And then the foul, I believe an offside flag maybe, or a foul goes against Louisville City. Free kick here to Tulsa. They take it really quickly. We're in the 53rd minute. We've played the eight minutes. So this has got to be the final moments of the first half here. Tulsa forward from Epps. Headed away by Louisville City. And the referee blows his whistle to end the first half. Sean Tosh scoring for Louisville City for what was the fourth time this year. And that gives the boys in purple a one to nothing lead over FC Tulsa in Oklahoma tonight at the halftime break. When we return, we will bring you the Breeze Airways halftime report. Again, the score, Louisville City 1, Tulsa nothing. You're listening to us here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. You're listening to Kentuckiana's ESPN 680, WHBE Newburgh and 105.7 WHBE FM Eminence Frankfurt. Nance and Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nance and Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nanceandcraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nance and Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft. All by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Hey, you think we need any more seltzers? We could probably use some more. Hey, Eddie, get some more seltzers, too. 
before you head out for that summer fling, stop by Cox's Spirit Shop to pick up all your party supplies. We've got all your favorite cooler beverages from cold craft beers, hard seltzers, and lots of pre-mixed party cocktails. When you can only make one stop, you know where to go. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. It's Paolo Del Piccolo, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. It's the Louisville City FC Halftime Report right here on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. This halftime report presented to you by Breeze Airways. Nice, new, and nonstop. That's the Breeze way. The score at the break. Louisville City in front, one to nothing. Sean Tosh scoring for the fourth time this season. Assisted officially by Cameron Lancaster. And that that is Lancaster's first assist since 2020 and just his ninth ever in regular season play for Louisville City. Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield along with you. Lee Walton back in our ESPN Louisville studios, our producer tonight. And Casey, that goal for Louisville City, it was finished off by Tosh, who was wide open at the back post. But really the credit deserves to go to Cameron Lancaster. He fought for it on the inline, dribbled past one defender, fought for it after a second defender came over. The ball pinging around the box, it was knocked back and forth a couple of times. Ownby had a couple of touches, but then Lancaster just whipped it across the face of goal to a wide open Tosh to tap it in the back of the net. Great intensity, great hustle, great effort from Cameron Lancaster. if you can hear us go to break energy comes in a world of forms so lg and e and ku are creating kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources the right mix of balanced and flexible of responsible and affordable with new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants four times more solar than previously planned and our most customer efficiency programs ever the right mix moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. 
A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. If your heating and cooling system is old and inefficient, now is the time to give BJ Heating and Cooling a call for your free estimate. BJ Heating and Cooling, your local factory authorized Bryant dealer, whatever it takes, has teamed with Bryant Equipment to offer up to 60 months 0% financing with approved credit. Celebrating over 35 years helping Kentuckiana with all their heating and cooling needs. Make sure your estimate on a new system is from BJ Heating and Cooling. You will not be disappointed. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You've got ants inside the house, mosquitoes outside the house, moles burrowing in your lawn, and termites eating your house from inside out. You're completely surrounded. Luckily, OPC Pest Services has a Four Seasons program that can help. OPC has been providing quality pest services since 1972. Protect your home and property and call OPC Pest Services for a free estimate at 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. Again, that's 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you the freshest seasonal picks like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund, guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Looking for new flooring to enjoy your home more and increase your home value? Corfidge Floor Covering has you covered with in-stock inventory and installers who do quality work. We'll come to you, bring samples, and find a product that fits your needs and budget. Call me on my cell phone, 643-6111. That's 643-6111. I don't want you to be okay with your floor. I want you to love it. Louisville City fans, this is Danny Cruz. Remember, if it's Lou City, it plays right here on ESPN 680, 1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. Sorry, we're having uh, some technical issues here as we broadcast to you live from Saints in St. Matthews, the official Louisville City watch party. Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield along with you. And Casey, we were just starting to get into our analysis of that first half. Let's go from Sean Tosh. A lot of credit for Cameron Lancaster, who delivered the goal, set up the goal with the assists. Well, and I feel like in earlier in the season, we might not have seen that from Lancaster. He might not have seen that effort, but he's playing so well, so confidently, that he makes such a great run to the inline, and he keeps it in play. And then the cheeky little Meg that he has on his defender was just beautiful. And then to continue to stick with it, I do believe there was a handball in the box that was missed from the referee. So fortunate that Tosh was able to bury that in the back post. But regardless it could have just been a Tosh goal because it would have been a penalty kick and it would have been Sean Tosh taking it. So that's the goal for Louisville City. one to nothing. our score at the break. A look at the halftime statistics 
even game in a lot of ways. 14 shots between these two teams, evenly split seven apiece. Three shots on target. Louisville City with two of those shots on target. In terms of possession, Tulsa with 58% of the ball. So for the second consecutive game, Louisville City concedes possession to their opponents, but is able to be the better of the two teams. Uh, They have the goal, at least in this game. 58% of the ball with Tulsa in the first half. Four corners evenly split to a piece in the first half. And then there were multiple bookings. We had three bookings overall, two for Louisville City. Sean Tosh and Rasmus Tellefson late in the first half. And then Rushi late in stoppage time was shown a world of beer yellow card by tonight's referee Joshua Encarnacion. And that's how it shook out in terms of the statistics of the first half. Let's go ahead and move on and talk about Racing Louisville before we head off to break as well, Casey. We always like to talk about Racing Louisville. They have a game tomorrow night in the Challenge Cup at Kansas City, the current. And the situation for racing is fairly simple. If they're able to win that game tomorrow in Kansas City, they will then be able to host a semifinal in the Challenge Cup. They have already earned a berth into the semifinals, but a win, all you have to worry about is the win. Win and you're in. Win and you host the game at Lynn Family Stadium. There are other possibilities if they did not win that game. Let's say it ended in a tie or a loss. Other results could dictate who gets to host, but this, the object for Racing Louisville, simple. Win and they add a home game to their schedule and they get to play a semifinal in a tournament for a major trophy at their home stadium in a few weeks' time. Well, and they have a great opportunity with it because Kansas City has really just been struggling as of late. They are sitting bottom of the table in the NWSL currently. They're missing some key players with uh, out for World Cup. I think it's a great opportunity for Racing to be able to come in with the confidence that they've been playing with. Yes, they lost against Houston, but I don't think they played horrible. I don't think that there was a bad game. Houston's very good, especially at home. So I think it's a really good opportunity for them to be able to get that win. And how awesome would it be to be able to host Itland Family Stadium, to be able to get fans out there to come and support this team. So I'm really excited for it. I think the energy and the aggressiveness that they bring offensively has just been unmatched. And again, not just tomorrow's game important for Racing Louisville. We're also building up to a hugely important fill the fam game for Racing Louisville. Trying to set a record attendance for racing on August 19th. That is against L.A., against Angel City, trying to get a crowd of 10,000-plus in for that game. Tickets available at RacingLouFC.com slash tickets, or the phone number is 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y. So put that on your calendar if you're listening to us out there on ESPN 680-1057. Or you know what? Even if you're listening to us on Sirius XMFC, come into Louisville for that game. August 19th at 7.30. There will be lots of promotions, a free T-shirt giveaway, and hopefully they expect a crowd of about 10,000 plus to be on hand for that game on August 19th. And just talking about back to the Challenge Cup, I pulled up the scenarios, Casey, of what needs to happen. Mentioned that it's simple for Racing Louisville. If they win, they clinch home field in the semifinal. But if they tie or lose, they need a result from the OL Rain game. They could use a result from the North Carolina Courage game. Use a result from the New York, New Jersey, New York game. 
But if they win, that's the key. If they win, they host. That's all that matters tomorrow night. It is Racing Louisville at Kansas City. You can watch it on Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, I think they, you have to go out and get that win because you have to control your own destiny. There's always all those scenarios, and as a player, you, you have them in your head. You know what needs to happen, but just straight up, win and control your old destiny, and that way you don't have to worry about any of the other results. So that game again coming up tomorrow night at 8 o'clock on Paramount Plus at Children's Mercy Park in Kansas City. Our game, Louisville City in front, one to nothing over FC Tulsa. We will have the start of the second half when we return. This has been the Breeze Airways Halftime Report. Breeze Airways, nice, new, and nonstop. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Hi, if you were 16 years of age or older and drive a car and like you to listen closely to this commercial, notice anything unusual, anything out of the ordinary? Well, if you're a smart motorist, and I believe that you are, you will have grasped that I'm going entirely too fast, much, much too fast. And you were no doubt asking yourself, why such a high rate of speed? Perhaps you even find this commercial annoying. But when you're behind the wheel, going too fast isn't just annoying. It's dangerous. Not just to you, but to everyone on the road. Not so fast, Kentucky. Please, obey the speed limit. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. We are in the thick of summer, and with the hottest days of the year ahead, you're about to find out how strong your cooling system is. And if you find out that it's not ready for the long summer, then call DFH Company, 968-6222. Right now, when you buy a complete train HVAC system, receive 18-month special financing and a 10-year parts and labor warranty. It's hard to stop a train, so call DFH, 968-6222, or look them up online at dfhcompany.com. Visit dfhcompany.com for complete program eligibility, dates, details, and restrictions. Subject to credit approval. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. seconds going by in the second half. Louisville City and FC Tulsa in Oklahoma at 1 OK Field. Louisville City in front one to nothing, and we will switch sides. Louisville City coming from left to right, and right off the bat, they have an attack. Ownby trying to play it forward to Elijah Winder. It's coming FC Tulsa, and they will take over. Tulsa in black. Louisville Tulsa coming from right to left in the second half, and 
They play a ball past that far sideline. It's out for a Louisville City throw on the far side, the left. One minute gone by exactly in the second half. And no changes for either side, Casey. No, and I think something to note as well is Louisville City is now attacking on the, the nice, clean, not disrupted half of the field. Long ball over the top for Louisville City. Ownby, the player, giving chase. He's going to come on to the end of it near the corner flag on the far side of the left and a foul. And this will be a fifth third free kick to Louisville City. Oh, what a turn of events this is for Lou City. Ownby was the only player forward in white. He chased the ball all the way into the corner flag as it was played high into the air down the far sideline. He had a couple of black jerseys around him. And as he retrieved the ball over by that corner flag, a challenge came in from Rushi, and Rushi was called for the foul. So this will be a fifth third free kick to Louisville City near the corner flag. It'll play a lot like a corner on the far side of the left. And I really think Ombi a little fortunate there because I'm not sure how much contact there really was. I think that he made the most of that because he knew that there was no one around him. He was kind of trapped in that corner. It was The ball was going to be going out of bounds. But this is going to set up just like a corner kick. Fifth third free kick here comes off the right foot of Jimenez. Flipped on by Adams. Knocked off the six-yard box line by FC Tulsa. It falls to Philip Goodrum. Actually, that's Eric Bird. I beg your pardon. He tries to play it forward with the outside of his right foot. It's intercepted in the center circle by Amadou Dia. And Louisville takes over once again. Dia forward to Ombi on the near sideline. Touch back to Dia. Playing at the right side right now. Dia left-footed ball over the cross into the D towards Elijah Winder. Actually, that's Oscar Jimenez. Here's Elijah Winder who retrieves the ball after it was headed down by FC Tulsa. Winder with his back to goal. He's shoved behind from behind but no foul called. Tulsa takes over on the loose ball. Goodrum picks it up. Wide right it goes. Tulsa streaming forward the outside of the Louisville box. Now into it as Dyer plays it forward to Goodrum on the end line. He couldn't control it and it's cleared off of his toes by Louisville City and by Louisville City's Rasmus Tellefson. Tellefson, though, couldn't bring it forward very far. Bird takes it back away for Tulsa, and the attack will continue for the hosts here. Into Rushi in the center circle. Back in the center circle, near sideline, Segrist tried to play it forward into the box, just past Epps, who was making the run in front of Segrist. Cleared away out of the Louisville box by Wes Sharpie. His clearance goes all the way to the other end of the field, where Rushi pulls it back for Tulsa near the Tulsa box, and Tulsa will build out of the back once again. One thing I think Tulsa has done very well with this game is their change of pace when they get into that final third. They're okay with working it across the back. They're okay with moving that slowly, but the minute that they begin to run at that back line, they change their pace and they switch into a different gear. Tulsa coming forward down the near side of the left. Ball to Segrist outside the Louisville box, but he couldn't control it, and it's out for a Louisville throw on the near side the right. It'll be Oscar Jimenez, the right wing back for Louisville City to take it. We've played nearly four minutes in the second half. Louisville in front one to nothing. Ball in from the throw to Ownby. Now Lancaster, he plays it over the top of his left foot. Elijah Winder making the run forward. He brings it down with two defenders around him. Plays it into the middle of the Lancaster. First time ball looking for Jimenez. A good idea, but cut out there by Tulsa. And Tulsa takes over. They have it along the back line with Malou. Now Rushi, the left of the three center backs. McCabe in the middle. And now in the middle it goes to, once again, that is, actually they have made a substitution here. If I'm not mistaken, Casey, that's going to be Corrales, who has checked into the game for FC Tulsa. Jorge Luis Corrales, a Cuban, 32-year-old number 13 along the back line, and it looks like he has replaced uh, the middle of the three center backs, Rashid Tete, who had a number of injuries in the first half as well. So Tete off, it appeared at halftime, and Corrales on at center back. That substitution brought to you by Fortna. And as I was describing that substitution to you, it is a free kick to Louisville City FC near the midfield stripe. 
And they have it from the fifth third free kick with Tosh on the near side. The right, he clips it over the top, looking for the run forward. That's actually Rushi doing the defensive work for Louisville City. The run forward was from Ownby. Those two battling. Rushi shielding Ownby away from the ball. And it's past the end line. It is a goal kick to FC Tulsa. Yeah, and Tetz, I remember, taking that kick to the stomach with Lancaster when there was that collision with Nelson and and the other players, and so maybe just trying to get him to halftime and after kind of reassessing him again. And I'll tell you what, I was incorrect. It's not 13. It was 15 that came on, and 15 is a brand-new player. Keegan Hughes, literally brand-new. He was signed earlier today at about 4.30 this afternoon, a rookie from Stanford who has come on loan to Tulsa from the Columbus Crew in Major League Soccer. He's made nine appearances for the Crew's reserve team in MLS Next Pro this year, so I need to correct myself correctly. Rawls has not come into the game. It is Keegan Hughes, a 6'3 center back, 23 years of age, a rookie out of Stanford, who has checked into the game. So that substitution, Hughes on and Tete off, brought to you by Fortna. Louisville City with a throw here on the far side of the left at midfield with six minutes gone by in the second half. Lou City in front, one to nothing. The throw from Dia over everyone's head as he tried to throw it into the attacking end. Winder was the intended target. He couldn't bring it down with his head, and it's out for a Tulsa. No, it's not. It's a Louisville City Vi-Fi corner. So one of the Tulsa defenders took a touch to the ball. And it's a Louisville Wi-Fi corner from the far side, the left. And I will have to say, given the circumstances that Jimenez has had to deal with on these services, there's not a lot of space for the run-up. He's kind of running into dirt to just like a small patch of grass before he kicks it. The, his set-piece services have been very good so far this game, and he's really had some difficult conditions to have to send the ball in. Six and a half minutes gone by. Right-footed service off the foot of Jimenez. Here it comes to the Wi-Fi corner. In towards Adams, headed away by Tulsa. Secondary shot comes through from Gibson. It's deflected, but the Goalkeeper Nelson will retrieve it. It was rolling toward the end line to the left side of the goal uh, from Nelson's perspective. And he scrambled off of his line to keep it in play and not concede another corner kick. So Tulsa takes over. They have along their back line with Hughes, the newcomer who just checked in. Now to the far side, the right for Tulsa. They have it with Joseph. Joseph into the middle of the bird. Now back to Hughes along the back line. And he goes back to the goalkeeper, Nelson, standing in the D of his box. Michael Nelson, the number 24, standing with his foot on top of the ball. No pressure in his face. He'll hit it long down the middle into the attacking half. Over the head of Dyer. Headed away by Louisville City's defender along the back line. That was Tosh. And then Tellison knocks it all the way back to the goalkeeper, Zimla, out of the midfield. And Louisville takes over along their back line. This game started out so fast, and I feel like it's kind of slowed down a little bit as it's gone on. There's been moments when they've attacked quickly, but overall the game has been a lot slower the second half. And the flow seemingly has gone out of it a little yes. bit, very back and forth, end to end. Uh, not a lot of possession, not many passes being strung together. It's back with Tulsa, case in point. They have it on the far side, the right with Malou, the left or the right center back. He can't control it, but the challenge came in from Winder. It's out off of Winder's feet, a throw to Tulsa on the far side, the right in their defensive half. Milo Yosef, the right wing back, takes the throw, but the referee says he needed to step back a few yards as he tried to step forward a little bit. So it'll still be a throw to Yosef here. With eight minutes gone by and change in the second half, Louisville in front one to nothing. Yosef into Dyer, back to Yosef. He returns it to Dyer, who's dropped deep behind him. He'll fall all the way to Malou along the back line. He'll play it under pressure all the way back to the goalkeeper, Nelson, standing to the right of his six-yard box. Nelson with time and space. No one charging at him. He dribbles into the middle of the penalty area, plays it on the ground to Rushi to the left side of the box. Forward on the ground to Bird, who's dropped deep at the D. Back to Rushi, and now across the way it goes to Hughes, the rookie who just checked in at halftime. Hughes. Back to Bird, playing between the center backs. 
Bird turns backward with his facing his own goal. Plays it back to Hughes. Middle of the field. Hughes touches it forward. Lancaster charging over. Lancaster with a challenge. Hughes goes to the ground. It's a foul. Lancaster picks up the ball out of frustration. Turns and has a word to the referee from about 20 yards away. But I think a pretty clear foul there against Cameron Lancaster against the rookie Hughes and a free kick to Tulsa. Yeah, Hughes does really well to put his body between Lancaster and the ball. So Lancaster kind of comes through him a little bit. A little bit of an arm in the back there. And the ref's going to call that one all the time. Tulsa with the ball on the far side the right with Yosef on his left foot. Clips the ball over the top. Looking for Segrist, his opposite side fullback, wingback. But it's too far out in front of Segrist. It'll bounce past the inline. It's a goal kick to Louisville City here. And Zimla rolls the ball forward in the six-yard box. He thought about taking it quickly to build from the back. But now he waves everyone forward. And he's probably going to hit this long here. Played about 10 minutes, nearly 10 minutes in the second half. Louisville in front, one to nothing. It's been back and forth, no real chances in the opening moments of the second half for either team. Zimla swings his right foot through the ball, hits it long into the attacking half over the head of Elijah Winder, headed away by Bird, falls to Tulsa. Here's Dyer after it was touched back to him by Goodrum. Dyer in the center circle goes backward into the middle of the field to Rushi. Rushi to McKay, back to Rushi to the left of the center circle. Forward it goes to Epps in the attacking half on the inside left. Epps cuts it in the middle, dribbles around Brian Omby. Ball through to Dyer. Dyer. Dyer catches up to it in the box on the left side. Dyer on his left. Now cuts it back to his right. Uh, Dyer now to his left. Puts it into the six-yard box and it's knocked behind by Kyle Adams. It'll be a corner for Tulsa from the near side. Their left. Moses Dyer has been terrific in this game. Dangerous there once again. Just had Louisville City all off balance and he wins a corner for his team. It's a beautiful through ball though from Epps and Dyer is pretty much wide open there on that side. He does really well to kind of make Sharpie go one way and the other. Sharpie does well though to recover cover and drop in. Dyer's just been so dangerous at finding the open areas of space and getting the ball and attacking at speed and going and being threatening. Milo Yosef to take this corner for Tulsa. 11 minutes gone in the second half. one to nothing to score in favor of Louisville City on the road at 1-0 K Field in Oklahoma. And the referee is going to bring over a couple of players for a word of warning. It's Philip Goodrum. Who else would it be for Tulsa? And Amadou Dia, the two players that the referee Joshua Encarnacion is having a word with. He points to his temples, Encarnacion, the referee, as if to say, hey, don't let this mental game get out of hand. But this is what Philip Goodrum does, Casey Whitfield. This is what we've seen him do in his career over the last couple of years. Here's the corner from Yosef. Right foot the ball into the six-yard box. Punched away by Zimla, the goalkeeper. It'll fall in the middle of the field to Segris. He tried to head it back into the mixer. Intercepted by Brian Ombi, Ombi dribbling forward. Ombi around two defenders. He's taken down very late from behind by Eric Bird. And the referee immediately pulls out a yellow card from his pocket. Bird, the captain for Tulsa, shown a world of beer yellow card. And he's lucky maybe that it wasn't more harsh. I think that's the appropriate call. But that was a harsh challenge against Brian Ombi, who was on the run with the ball at his feet. Yeah, but he has to make that foul there because if Ombi breaks through here, Oscar Jimenez was on that right side completely wide open. And I feel like he was going to be able to release him out so a really nice professional foul there from the captain bird to slow down that attack slow down brian omi but it was a bit vicious fifth third free kick taken along by sharpie at midfield in toward the penalty area for tulsa defensively knocked down a loose ball picked up by lancaster who shoots in lancaster scores to make it two nothing in favor of louisville city my hustle from cameron lancaster and it pays off in another goal it was the rookie for tulsa hughes who had the ball at his feet he took a moment, hesitated, and Lancaster pounced, took the ball right off of Hughes' toes, and then slotted it past the goalkeeper with his right. Back 
back-to-back games with goals for Cameron Lancaster and Louisville City for back-to-back games as well with multiple goals in a game. Just the fifth time all year that they've scored multiple times in a 90-minute span. It's Louisville City 2, Tulsa nothing at 1 OK Field in Oklahoma. The minute Lancaster got that ball and was wide open at the top of the box, the only thought going through my mind is that's a goal because Lancaster is so dangerous. And it's a beautiful goal because he doesn't try to drive it. He doesn't try to hit it with power. He gets his head up. He sees that Nelson is cheating towards that near post, and he just simply takes the ball with his right foot inside of the foot, bends it into that back post. A simple, beautiful finish, but Lancaster has been wonderful. A goal and an assist tonight for Cameron Lancaster. That goal brought to you by the Kentucky Lottery, fueling imagination, funding education. Kentucky Lottery, Tulsa came forward. They had it with Epps on the left side of the box. His pass in was deflected behind, or so he thought. But the referee gives a goal kick here to Louisville City. Epps up in arms, pointing to the scoreboard as if to say, watch the replay to the official, the referee here. But the referee not interested in listening to Epps, not persuaded by his argument. It's a goal kick to Louisville City. We've moved into the 59th, now the 60th minute of this game. Louisville in front, 2 to nothing, And again, Casey Whitfield, the story all year for Louisville City, the goals have not been there. Second from the bottom in the league in goals scored this year. Just hit the 20-goal mark last game with their two-goal output against the Indy 11. But for the first First time this season, back-to-back games with multiple goals for Louisville City and just the fifth time all year long. Yeah, I mean, going forward offensively, they have looked so solid, so strong. It's the best that they've looked moving forward. They look dangerous. They look energetic. They look threatening offensively, which so many times we talked about how they didn't look threatening. The balls were going in. It was very passive, but this is a completely different team offensively, and a lot of that, I think, is due to the energy and the effort that Cameron Lancaster is bringing to this team. Louisville won a fifth-third free kick near midfield on the left side. Adams clipped it forward toward the end line. Dia was there, and he wins a corner. So Louisville City with a Wi-Fi corner from the far side, their left, looking to add a third goal to this game and extend their lead by a goal further at the hour mark. 2 to nothing. our score. It'll be Oscar Jimenez standing over this Wi-Fi corner kick from the far side, the left, for Louisville City. It'll be an in-swinger off of his right foot. Louisville City in the ascendance right now. Ball into the six-yard box, and it's headed on towards goal, but it's wide. Not sure who got his head to it. I think it was Lancaster from a standing position in the six-yard box. Didn't have to jump, and his header ultimately, though, was not on target. It's a goal kick to Tulsa. When I think he was trying to redirect it too much, trying to kind of push it towards that near post instead of just letting it hit off of his head and go towards the goal. He was trying to redirect it a bit too much to the near post, and that's, I think, where it went out of bounds instead of ending up in the back of the net. If he just simply tries to put it back on frame, I think he's got a better option. Two substitutions for Louisville City before the goal kick can be taken. Coming off Rasmus Tellison, Elijah Winder in the midfield. And they are going to be replaced by two veterans, Niall McCabe and Dylan Maris. Maris, the one change to the 18 this game. And both of those substitutions brought to you by Fortno. Again, 17 of the 18 players were in the 18 last week against Indy 11. Maris, the lone change. He came in and into the bench out of the reserves in place of Carlos Mogel Jr. So those two substitutions for Lucidi brought to you by Fortna in the 62nd minute. Lucidi in front, 2 to nothing. Tulsa coming forward. They have it with Dyer, 25 yards from goal, middle of the field. He's got four defenders around him, plays it wide left to Segrist, standing on what would be the pitcher's mound at 1-0-K okay field. He dribbles backward, plays it backward to Rushi, still in the attacking half. Now McCabe, inside left, plays a long diagonal to the far sideline, looking for a teammate. That was Yosef, cut 
out there by Amadou Dia, but loose ball picked up on the back line by Hughes, the rookie who checked in at halftime and was the culprit on the second goal for Louisville City. Hughes goes all the way back to the goalkeeper here, Nelson, returns it to Hughes to the right side at the top of the box defensively for Tulsa. Middle of the field, McCabe for Tulsa. Tommy McCabe, that is. Niall McCabe in for Louisville. Tommy McCabe in for Tulsa here. In to the attacking half, Tulsa. Near sideline at Segrist. Middle of the field, Dyer. Dribbles into the middle. Plays it to the far side, the right. Epps, check back his run. He'll leave it for Yosef on the far sideline, the right wing back. Dribbles into the middle, Yosef. Into Tommy McCabe on the middle of the field, 30 yards from goal. Left-footed ball into the box towards Segrist. Heads it in the middle towards Epps. Cleared away by West Sharpie. His clearance was deflected by a Tulsa player. It's out for a Louisville throw on the near side, the Louisville right in the defensive half. And just like last weekend, how Indy was forced just to go around the side to side, Louisville City's doing the exact same thing. They're keeping the play in front of them. They're forcing Tulsa to have to work it from one side to the other by going through the back line. They're not allowing any passes to come inside. And the minute that the pass does come inside, four defenders are swarming on top of that player and not allowing any clean play out of the middle of the field and they're forcing Tulsa to have to make mistakes. Louisville threw the ball forward. A couple of Louisville players went down. Ownby and Lancaster. No foul called and Tulsa took over in possession. They have it now along their back line with Hughes, the middle of the three center backs. Into the middle it goes to McCabe. A long diagonal from the middle of the field to the left to Segrist. Cut out there by Oscar Jimenez. Ball in the air falls to Epps. He plays it back to Rushi and Tulsa continues this possession in the 64th minute. They trail it to Louisville City. They're playing down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where it's been very hot today. Far sideline, Yosef. Middle of the field, Dyer on the inside right. Near midfield, into the center circle. It goes to McCabe. Into the defensive half to Hughes. Now it goes to Rushi to the left of the three center backs for Tulsa. Center circle to McCabe once again with 10 yards of space either side. Turns, plays it wide right here. Looks like it's Dyer on the far sideline. Dribbling in field. Plays it forward to Yosef on the overlap. Back to Dyer on the right side. Defended closely by Dylan Maris who just checked in. Now Rushi 20 yards past the midfield stripe. Forward on the ground. Epps inside left. Wide left it goes to Segrist outside of the box. Looking to cross. This cross blocked by the defender Oscar Jimenez who leaps into the air to head it behind. And it's going to be a corner for FC Tulsa on the near side, their left. Now it looks like Jimenez almost took that one off the face. That one's not going to feel good. But again, Tulsa forced to have to work the ball from side to side, really just having to wait until they're able to send across and hope for a deflection, which they were able to get there. But nothing threatening going forward for Tulsa, and that is really due to the defensive shape of Louisville City. Those two players I mentioned that went down for Louisville City have gone down again. Cameron Lancaster and Brian Ombi. Ombi is tying his shoe, and Lancaster getting stretched out by one of his teammates. He appears to be cramping on what is, again, a very hot night. Temperatures of over 100 degrees in Tulsa during the day. Humidity high as well, nearly 50% today down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And though this game is under the shade of night and the temperature has dropped down into the low 90s at kickoff, still quite hot. And you can understand if cramping is part of the story tonight for both teams. It appears to be the case right now for Cameron Lancaster. 25 minutes to go, plus stoppage time. Lancaster with the second goal to give Louisville City a 2-0 lead. He scored it about 10 minutes ago. Tosh scored the opening goal for Louisville City in the first half on an assist from Cameron Lancaster. So Louisville's Englishman, the former Tottenham youth player who made one appearance in the Premier League with Tottenham early on in his career, has had a big impact on this game. And while he is cramping, he is going to limp off the field, it appears. And he's going to be replaced by Wilson Harris, who makes his 
his return after battling injury the last few weeks for Louisville City. He is going to check in. Harris checking on. Lancaster coming out. That substitution in the 66th minute brought to you by Fortnite at the center forward spot for Louisville City. I think a very smart play. Bring Harris on. See what he can do and give Lancaster a bit of a break. Oh, the corner clear off the goal line by Louisville City. Hughes in there as well and he commits a foul and it'll be a fifth third free kick to Lou City to get out of danger. It came from the near side of the corner. Epps put it in with his left foot and outswinger. Not sure who headed it on towards goal for Tulsa. I think it was Amadou Dia though that saved it off the line. And, and yes, Dia cleared it off the line for Louisville City as we get a look at the replay here. It's actually a right-footed ball in and it looked like Philip Goodrum. Actually, no, that was Hughes who rose above the crowd. Hughes rose above the crowd, was being tugged a little bit there by Kyle Adams and it was cleared off the line by Louisville City. Oscar Jimenez, the last man back to clear it off the line and deny Tulsa a goal and then the foul goes against Hughes to give Louisville a fifth third free kick. Louisville doing some heroic work there defensively. Fifth third free kick sent long. Maris brings it down outside of the box and then it's taken off of his feet by Malou and Tulsa will take over and then a foul goes against Louisville City near midfield and it'll give Tulsa a free kick and tempers starting to flare here amid the heat. Players coming together pushing and shoving going on between Yosef, I beg your pardon, that's uh, Dyer, Dyer and, yeah. and Amadou Dia and the referee's going to have to sort this out a little bit. Two players down on the turf. It was Goodrum who drew the foul, and Sharpie committed the foul, and Timber's starting to boil over here, Casey. Well, I think Dyer should get carded here for what he did. He completely shoves the player from Louisville City. I think he'd be very fortunate to just escape with a yellow card. Timber's flying very high there, but, I mean, can we just go back to Oscar Jimenez saving it off the line? Because that was absolutely incredible. It was a beautiful header from Hughes gets up and beats both of his players but wow Oscar Jimenez and then we in Dyer does get a yellow card which is fair it was vicious what he did I think he's lucky to just escape with the yellow yeah had a couple of shoves two-handed shoves into the chest of Amadou Dia and look, he's still going at it he's still jawing and he, he walked into the shoulder of Niall McCabe as well just a little a little something there from McCabe and it's actually a double yellow card Sharpie shown a yellow card for I think the initial foul against Goodrum. So two World of Beer yellow cards either way here. One to West Sharpie of Louisville City. One to Moses Dyer of FC Tulsa in the 69th minute. Louisville in front two to nothing. Down in Oklahoma. Free kick taken by Tulsa near midfield. They played along their back line with McCabe and Hughes. They send it forward. A loose ball ricocheting around. Louisville clips it forward. Hughes does well to step in front, but he gives it away. Niall McCabe takes it away for Louisville City. McCabe forward to Harris on the inside right. Harris, right-footed ball across the face. It's blocked by the first defender there for Tulsa. Harris brings it down for Louisville City in the near sideline. Jimenez returns it wide right to Harris in a crowd of black jerseys. He goes backwards here to Tosh, and Louisville continues the attack. Tosh forward to McCabe near sideline. 1-2 between McCabe and Jimenez. He touches it back to Tosh. Tosh clips it over the top. No one making that run at a roll past the inline and a goal kick here to FC Tulsa. One thing that's allowed Louisville City to be so successful when they get into the attack is they're no longer isolating players offensively. When a player has the ball, two or three players are coming over and supporting them and then there's still more options in the middle of the field and this is also a big positive to the formation that they're playing is the more players are able to get forward and support their teammates. Tulsa long ball forward from Segrist, the new left back. So again, two players making their debuts for Tulsa tonight. Along the back line, Segrist, who did from the start, he was brought in early week. And then the rookie, Keegan Hughes, making his debut after signing mere hours ago, officially. 
with FC Tulsa, or at least it was announced mere hours ago. So two players along the back line making their debuts for Tulsa. It's out for a Tulsa throw, and they're going to head to the bench and make a couple of substitutions here. They're going to turn and bring on Nate Worth, a youngster, 16 years old, out of Chester, New Jersey, signed from the New York Red Bulls to Yosef checking out for him. And then the other substitution is Saeed Haji, a former top draft pick out of VCU in Virginia. He was the second overall pick in MLS in 2019 of the San Jose Earthquakes. His career hasn't quite panned out at that level. He's played in just nine games, 114 minutes this year for Tulsa. But he checks in here. So Haji and Worth on. And Yosef among the two players coming off for FC Tulsa. Those two substitutions brought to you by Fortna. Yeah, I'm not sure if they have confirmed who the second sub was. They didn't really say who it was, but Tulsa trying to see if they can get some fresh legs out there to see if they can begin to claw their way back into this match. We're in the 71st minute, Louisville in front, 2 to nothing. Ball over the top from Tulsa looking for the run of Haji, who has those fresh legs. He can't catch up to it, though. It's cleared out in front of him by Sharpie. Out for a Tulsa throw on the far side, the Tulsa right. Well into the attacking half by about 25, maybe 30 yards. And Tulsa will take the throw on the far side of the right with Bird. And it goes just outside of the box. Middle of the field goes to Dyer on the inside right. Dyer plays it in the middle to Tommy McCabe. Now Segrist. Segrist 25 yards away. He takes aim with a shot. Well off target. No deflection either. And Patrick Segrist's effort from about 25 yards away missed by about 15 yards. And it's out for a Louisville City goal kick. Yeah, a bit ambitious there from Segrist. He's got a decent angle on target, but he completely pushes it wide and doesn't even get anywhere close to being on frame. I'm wondering if he was hoping for a deflection of some sort, but really a missed opportunity there for Tulsa. Goal kick for Tulsa. Nelson standing over it. And those substitutions, by the way, Yosef coming off and Rushi coming off for Tulsa. So a change maybe in formation as well. They go to a four-man back line. They bring on Worth, who is the teenage midfielder. And they also bring on Haji, who is an attacking midfield player, attacking wing-type player. It's out for a Louisville City goal kick here. Or is it not? Actually, Zimla kept it in. Or did he? I beg your pardon. Nelson kept it in for Tulsa, and Tulsa has possession along their back line. Touch back to him by Hughes, and Nelson sends it long, so the ball had stayed in play. Sent along down the middle of the field. Sharpie on the end of it for Louisville City. He goes back to Zimla in the D of his penalty area. He hits it long. Harris brings it down. Over the top for Ombi. Can he get there? He does. On the right side of the box. Nelson on his line, staying there. Ombi wide. Right it goes to Jimenez, looking to cross. Here's a good one. In towards Harris. It's knocked down just behind Harris, and very calmly done there by Bird as he steps on the ball and allows the goalkeeper to come off of his line and claim it. That ball just inches away from being Wilson Harris's ball in the six-yard box and Wilson Harris trying to add his name to the score sheet. A good service in and a great effort there from Harris. He kind of overran it a little bit, so he tries to kick up his back heel and almost scorpion kick it into the back of the net, but a really good effort from Harris. Here comes Tulsa forward. Down the middle comes Moses Dyer. He goes down under a challenge. No foul given. He wants one, and he's limping as he gets back to his feet, but Louisville takes over. In the D of their penalty area, Sharp Plays it wide right to Jimenez with just under 17 minutes to go plus stoppage time. Oscar Jimenez dribbling into the attacking half, but a heavy touch from him showed a lot of it there to an 
FC Tulsa player that was Worth in the midfield who took it away. And now McCabe in the midfield for Tulsa. Threw down the middle looking for Dyer. Too hot for him. And Sharpie takes over. Sharpie plays it to the right side. Tosh, the right of the three center backs. Long ball from Tosh. Looking for Harris. Headed down by Hughes along the back line. Picked up by Worth of Tulsa. And Tulsa takes over. Very back and forth right now. Not a lot of flow to this game. I feel like that's the way this whole half has been, yeah. though. It really has been slow, moving side to side for Tulsa, and then neither team really able to have purposeful possession. Yes, Tulsa's been working it side to side, but they haven't had a whole lot going forward, and really Louisville City's attacks have just been counterattacks. But again, in the second half, it's the same story Louisville City played last week. They are conceding possession happily. 71% possession. Two FC Tulsa have 63% possession. FC Tulsa. So the game plan seemingly the new tactics from Danny Cruz Louisville City's head coach concede possession play with the back five and be effective when you do have the ball here's Tulsa with Goodrum from distance and he drug his shot wide with his right foot hit it from 20 yards on a little one-two between him and Epps and Goodrum tried to strike it from about 20 drug it with his right foot low on the ground and wide right of Oliver Zimla's goal for Louisville City a goal kick well, really, he's just trying to do whatever he can to to get a shot there, but it's going to be so hard to beat Zimla from that sort of distance. I mean, it's got to be a pretty much perfect shot. But our and friend's back. <laughs> our friend is back. We're going to have a hydration break here. 15 minutes to go on a very hot night in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the two teams will come to the sideline to get some water, as we had in the first half. And again... The Bird has made his appearance on the field. Not Eric Bird, the player for Tulsa, but a Bird. We saw a situation in the first half where Bird was literally carried off the field when another Bird has made an appearance as the two teams come off for the hydration break. Look at the statistics as it stands over the course of these 75 minutes so far. We've had 19 shots in the game. Ten of them for Tulsa, nine for Louisville City. Five shots on target, three for Louisville City, two for Tulsa. Again, as we were just mentioning, Tulsa with a sizable possession advantage, 63%, including over 70% of the ball in the second half. Eight corners evenly split for a piece. And in terms of fouls, we've had 21 fouls, 12 called against Tulsa, 9 called against Louisville City, and a number of bookings as well. Six, three on either side of the halftime break. For Louisville City, Tosh, Tellefson, and Sharpie all shown a yellow card. And then for Tulsa, Rushi, Bird, and Dyer all shown yellow cards, all presented by World of Beer. So that is how we have arrived at our current juncture. Louisville City in front, 2 to nothing. Goal in the first half from Tosh, assisted by Cameron Lancaster. And then a goal in the second half for Cameron Lancaster, officially assisted by Elijah Winder. It was Lancaster's pressure that turned the ball over, but Winder had a touch to Lancaster to set him up. And for Elijah Winder, that is an important assist for the young player. His first ever assist for Louisville City for the Academy product. And that is how we have arrived at this 2 to nothing score in the 77th minute now as the two teams have returned to the field from that hydration break. And you got to imagine the man of the match vote's coming up and it's got to be Cameron Lancaster. Certainly would imagine that he is one of the candidates. As Casey said, it is time for you Louisville City fans to head to Twitter. It's still known as Twitter, right? Twitter.com slash FC is the place to go to vote in tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match Award. We know it's called the Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match Award. It'll be open for about the next 10 minutes. You can vote now at Twitter.com slash City. 
And you'd have to think Lancaster with an, a goal and an assist to his name would be one of the leading candidates for that award tonight. 12 minutes and a half to go, plus stoppage time. And Tulsa on the ball right now after an exchange of possessions between the last couple of minutes for these two teams since the restart from the hydration break. Epps with the ball on the near side, the left, and he let the ball roll past the sideline. So Marcus Epps gives the ball back to Louisville City. It'll be a throw to the boys in purple wearing white on the road tonight. Sean Tosh, the right of the three center backs, the captain for Louisville City as, he's, as he has been so many times this season with Paolo Del Piccolo taking a little bit of a step back late in his career. Has the throw. It's back to him now. He plays it on the ground down the near sideline. Ombi giving chase. He's beaten to the ball by an FC Tulsa player along the back line who turns and clears it wide for another Louisville City throw, this time in the attacking half, about 20 yards past midfield. Another big, oh sorry, Another big test, though, to see how Louisville City is going to be able to close out the game because they have conceded quite a few late goals. So are they going to be able to keep Tulsa locked out? Jimenez now only on the inline, puts in a cross. It's headed away by a Tulsa defender in the six-yard box. Comes to, I believe that's Worth, who clears it up ahead. It's out for another Louisville throw on the near side, the right, with 11 and a half minutes to go. Louisville in front, 2 to nothing. And right now, time very much on Louisville's side, Casey. They're walking over to get this ball, taking their time and putting it back in play. But that's what they need to do to see if they can eat time off the clock, trying to take turns, who's taking the throw-ins, who's not. But the thing is, is you can do that on the set pieces, but the minute that the ball's on the field, you have to have that high energy. Ball goes past the inline after the throw. Harris was trying to hold it up for Louisville City. He couldn't do it successfully. It's a goal kick to Tulsa. They build out of the back here. FC Tulsa, they need a couple of goals to try and avoid a second consecutive loss. That on the heels of a five-game winning streak. So very boom or bust it's been this year for FC Tulsa, as we said in the open. And right now they're looking to avoid a little bust period. They have it in the attacking half on the right side with Epps. He drops it off wide right. It goes to Worth. Middle of the field now. Along the back line, it's McCabe, I believe, for Tulsa. He sent it forward, cut out by Louisville City. Here they come on the break. Harris all alone, one-on-one with Hughes. Harris on his left foot. He goes for goal and scores. And it's 3 nothing Louisville City with just over 10 minutes to go. Wilson Harris adds a third for the boys in purple. It fell to him really nicely, one-on-one with the defender. He had the goalkeeper in front of him as well. And Wilson Harris scores with his preferred left foot for Louisville City with a terrific finish and Harris on the score sheet this season for a fifth time in league play and Louisville City has clear water now surely three points in the standings and surely a second straight win for Lou City three to nothing our score over FC Tulsa down in Oklahoma Harris the goal scorer here what a ball though from Amadou Dia it falls about perfectly to Wilson Harris and Harris is running side by side with Hughes and Harris really smart with it he kind of slows down a little bit and baits Hughes in. At the same time, Nelson is coming out and he just kind of takes a touch to the left and then he's able to slot it to that far post. It's that little bit of movement that creates a little space between those two, between the center back and between the goalkeeper that Harris is able to slot that ball through cleanly. It's a beautiful finish and what a moment to have both of your forwards scoring for Louisville City, both of them looking confident. That goal brought to you by the Kentucky Lottery Fueling Imagination, Funding Education Kentucky Lottery, nine minutes to go plus stoppage time and for Louisville City just their third three goal performance of the season. They won the opener against Orange County back on March 11th on the road 3-1. to one. They defeated Miami FC at home on May 13th 3-1. to one. It has been a difficulty to score goals since then but they've broken out with now five goals over the last
last two games. This five-man backline formation for Danny Cruz has worked wonders. Maybe he has found what this team needs late on in the season. A free kick here to Tulsa, though. In their attacking half on the inside right. A distance, though, from goal. It's Saeed Haji standing over it. He's going to put a ball into the box with his right foot towards the back post, towards Bird, headed high up into the air by Brian Ombi out of the box, and a foul called against Tulsa as Ombi goes down on the ground in a heap after that challenge in the air from an FC Tulsa player. So it'll be a fifth-third free kick coming up for Louisville City in their box about eight yards from their own goal, and that gets them out of the danger there. A decent service in from Haji, but well defended by Lou City. Well, and hopefully it is just he's cramping, but it looked like he took a pretty big hit there, thinking maybe it could potentially be a head injury, but Brian Ombi does really well to get the position there and win the ball. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if we see him potentially subbed out. Louisville City does have two substitutions left, but with one window. So Brian Ombi is the only really attacking threat that has been on the offensive part of the field. Everyone else has kind of been cycled out, so it wouldn't surprise me if they were to maybe give him a bit of a rest. He's been all over the place. He's been contributing offensively significantly. And here, yes, we are going to see two subs, and Brian Ombi is one of them. Yeah, two subs in the works right now for Louisville City. Ray Serrano going to come in for Ownby. And Manny Perez coming in in place of Oscar Jimenez. Late on in this game with seven minutes and change to go. Those two substitutions brought to you by Fortna with Louisville in front. Three to nothing over FC Tulsa. What a turnaround this has been over the last couple of games for Louisville City. A week ago, they were in the midst of a three-game losing streak. Their first three-game losing streak in eight years. Their first three-game losing streak since their inaugural season of 2015. And over the last week against Indy 11 last Saturday and now on a Friday night against FC Tulsa, they've scored five goals unanswered. And suddenly Louisville City fans are at home thinking this is the Louisville City team we expected to see this year with all but one big contributor from last year's team returning. A team last year that set records for most points, most goals scored. Went all the way to the USL Championship Final where they lost at San Antonio on the road. They've not looked like that team this year until now. But they've found something over the last couple of weeks. Louisville City with the ball right now in the attacking half with Niall McCabe on the left side. He wins a throw. It's Adam past the far sideline for Louisville City's throw on the far side. The left, Adams will take it at the midfield stripe, and he'll actually give it up here to Amadou Dia to take the throw. But Lou City in the catbird seat right now, Casey, and they have turned this thing around, this season around, over the last week, it feels like. Well, but the crazy thing is, is we sit here and say, oh, this is like the Louisville City team that we've known, but really, it's nothing like the Louisville City team that we've known. It's a whole new identity for this team. The team that we've known in years past that has been so successful, dominated possession, dominated the game that way. This team doesn't, but yet, they are controlling the game through their their energy through their effort. They don't now. They tried to. They tried to, but it didn't work. That's exactly right. They tried to for the first and what, that's four where the months frustration of the season. Came. And that's why, right, they were not scoring goals. They were not winning games. And Danny Cruz said, you know what? We don't want to win possession anymore. We'll give it to the opposition. But when we go forward, we'll go forward in a flash and create opportunities for ourselves. Tulsa coming forward. Uh, Goodrum just tried to clip in a ball, just scoop a ball with his right foot over the top for a run of Dyer. But he had four defenders in front of him, Dyer, and it bounced into the chest of Zimla, who falls on the ball with five minutes to go. Plus stoppage time and Louisville in front. Three to nothing over FC Tulsa down in Oklahoma. This has been a Louisville City team that has played well on the road. 
really outside of their 2-0 loss a couple of weeks ago to Detroit. They have really been better on the road than they have been at home this season. So this road performance is not a big shock. But just the manner that they've gone about it, back-to-back games where they have really controlled the game despite not having possession. And Tulsa, after a foul called here, is going to go to the bench and have a couple of switches, which we will bring you the details of just in a moment. We can tell you that tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Men of the Match, as voted on by you, Louisville City fans, is Cameron Lancaster with a goal and an assist to his name. For future reference, you can head to Twitter whenever Louisville City plays in the final moments of the game to vote on the Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Men of the Match poll at lucity.com. I beg your pardon, at twitter.com slash lucity. It's going to be out for a Louisville goal kick here as we work to bring you the details of that final substitution for FC Tulsa. Four minutes to go plus stoppage time in this game. It looked like it was Moses Dyer that came off for Tulsa, but it was hard to see. But talking about Lancaster a bit, he's just been absolutely incredible. He has a whole new energy about him, and I really do believe it's because he has more support up top. He's not put on an island in the middle of the field. He's got players around him, so he's able to kind of pop off into pockets of space. He's able to move off that back line a bit more organically. Here comes Lucity looking for number four. Manny Perez across toward the penalty spot, headed away by Tulsa, brought down by Saeed Haji, and he will stand on the ball and work away from a couple of defenders. And here's the substitution for Tulsa. We can bring you the details. Christopher Pearson, a Jamaican international, has checked on. And I believe you're right, Casey. He has come in in place of Moses Dyer. We'll confirm that officially. There's another substitution as well as Colin Fernandez, a former Louisville City player from back in that inaugural season of 2015. He was on loan with Louisville from the Chicago Fire, you might remember. He's now in FC Tulsa with FC Tulsa in his first season in Tulsa. I beg your pardon, his second season in Tulsa. Those two substitutions, Pearson and Fernandez, on for FC Tulsa in the final moments of this game. Brought to you by Fortna with two and a half minutes to go and Louisville in front three to nothing. And again, Tulsa just trying to get anything they can going forward, changing their formation a little bit, putting on those fresh legs to see if they can run in the back line because they really haven't been able to find much success. All their success has come from working across the back line. They haven't been able to really have any penetrating passes going forward. Tulsa playing that ball forward, but really with nothing doing. Epps is the player giving chase, but Zimla standing over the ball now finally picks it up after Epps finally jogged forward and got near him with two minutes to go plus stoppage time. Mentioned the substitutions. Pearson, a player that's been called into the Jamaican senior national team a couple of times. He is a young man at 20 years of age, playing in his second year as a pro. Louisville well forward now on the far side of the left with Wilson Harris trying to battle against two Tulsa defenders. They take it away. They play it forward to Haji. Haji discards Niall McCabe. Here's Haji forward. A great job by Saeed Haji in the midfield. Forward to Epps on the right side of the box. Haji continued his run. Epps cutting inside on his left foot. His shot is well over the bar by 10 yards. Did it take a deflection? It did not. And it's a goal kick to Louisville City. And Zimlo walking to retrieve the ball from behind his goal. And Tulsa really looking out of answers right now. Epps with that effort. Nowhere near on target. Just over a minute to go plus stoppage time. Louisville in front three to nothing. What a recovery run and defensive effort there from Wes Sharpie. He was very patient. He forced Epps to continue to go wide. When Epps tried to cut inside, he cut off the angle and forced this errant shot from Epps. Really good defending from Wes Sharpie who has to be smart because he is on a yellow card. Goal kick sent long by Zimla. Uh, one back by 
Tulsa. They have it in the center circle with Epps. Now Pearson, who just checked into the game to the left of the center circle, plays it wide left to Segrist. Again, making his debut tonight, as is Keegan Hughes, who has the ball now, the center of the three center backs. This Tulsa team has been in transition all year long, making a number of changes, giving away one of their leading all-time goal scorers, Rodrigo da Costa. In fact, he is their all-time leading goal scorer, Rodrigo da Costa, trading him for Philip Goodrum. Just one of the many changes, transactions they've made this year as they try and build a winning team. It's out for a Tulsa throw on the far side of the right in their defensive half. This team came into the league the same time as Louisville City back in 2015. But while Louisville City has never failed to make the conference final in eight seasons, this their ninth, Tulsa has never made a conference final. In fact, they've only made the playoffs four times in their history, never advancing past the conference quarterfinal. We've moved into stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. Referee has added a minimum of five minutes to this game. Louisville looking at three points right now. They're in front three to nothing over this Tulsa team. They're under a first-year head coach, Tulsa, Blair Gavin, in his first season in charge after spending the last couple of years as an assistant with the Columbus crew. Here comes Tulsa forward with Haji on the right side, dribbling into the Louisville box. Still Haji goes on. Haji takes aim at goal, and it bounces wide of Oliver Zimla's left post. Zimla applauding his teammates' effort there to just deter Saeed Haji. Actually, that's Christopher Pearson that had the shot for Tulsa. And it's out for a Louisville City goal kick. And Pearson really with no angle here. Again, Tulsa being forced to go along the outside. There's about four Louisville City players there forcing him outside. That shot was never going to make it on target because of the angle, because of the number of bodies behind it. So really nothing threatening going forward there. But it's all Tulsa's been able to do because of how good the defensive shape of Louisville City has been. One minute of the five gone by. Ball sent long from the goal kick by Zimla, the Louisville goalkeeper into the defensive half for Loose City, or the attacking half, rather, for Loose City. And they commit a foul. Dylan Maris called for the foul as Eric Bird drew the foul. It'll be a free kick to Tulsa, five yards from the midfield stripe on their right side. Along the back line now, it's Tommy McCabe dropping deep. He plays it back to the goalkeeper, Nelson. Now it's Hughes, the rookie along the back line, the rookie out of Stanford, on loan from Columbus. Hugh, uh, McCabe, middle of the field. Forward it goes to, I believe, Haji. That is Haji now in the middle of the field, 40 yards from goal. Long diagonal to the right side. Brought down by Bird. Middle of the field into the box. Hooked away by Louisville City's Dylan Maris. And then cleared away by the back line. Falls back to Tulsa. They have it on the right side outside of the box. Looking for some consolation here with three minutes to go. They've got it with Fernandez on the inside right. He drops it off backward along the back line to Malou. Now to the right side it goes to McCabe. Middle of the field it goes to Worth, the teenager. The youngster who came over from New York Red Bulls too. Now Hughes, center circle. Malou, right of the center circle. Under pressure from Harris, gets the pass away. It's Worth, middle of the field, in the attacking half. 15 yards past the midfield stripe. Hughes in the attacking half of the center circle. Inside right it goes to Epps. Louisville just... Standing back defensively right now. It's a walking pace, the game, as Tulsa tries to conjure something late. Worth the ball over the top, into the penalty area, over the shoulder of his intended target, Saeed Haji, and he can't bring it down. It's out for a Louisville City goal kick. And with how threatening Tulsa looked there in the first half and in moments in the second half, they don't look threatening whatsoever going forward now. They look completely deflated, and Louisville City just looks confident. They look composed out there, and they are finishing the game out very professionally. I would say, Casey, 
first 20 minutes of the game, very back and forth, very even. Yes. I think at one point there were four shots apiece, a shot on target apiece, about 20 minutes into the game. Louisville City took control there for 45 minutes, both in the first half and the second half. We had a chance, by the way, from Tulsa that was cleared off the line by Louisville City in the second half. But outside of that chance, Tulsa has not had very much going forward. They've not been creative. Their chances haven't been uh, good ones. Their shots haven't been from threatening positions. And Louisville City, again, despite conceding possession, they are in control right now of this game. Second straight game that that's been the story. And maybe that's how this Louisville City team is going to see this season out. And maybe they finally found their groove. Here's Ray Serrano with the ball for Louisville City. He's pulled back from behind by Worth, Nate Worth for FC Tulsa. It's a foul and a fifth third free kick. Louisville takes it quickly. They're going to try and take the ball down by the corner flag. Perez was the intended target. He couldn't control it. And Tulsa takes over once again with one minute to go in this game. Out of the minimum five minutes of stoppage time, Louisville in front three to nothing. Goals in the first half from Tosh and in the second half from Lancaster and Wilson Harris to give Louisville just their third three-goal performance of the season and their very few fifth multi-goal performance of the season. 30 seconds to go. Epps the ball over the top. Down that far sideline looking for a run forward from the captain, Bird. It's out for a Louisville throw on the far side the left in their defensive half. Just in the defensive final third. It'll be Dia to take the throw. And surely now just seconds remaining in this game. And Kyle Adams, by the way, who we're getting a look at right now, standing in front of this throw. He's about to go a perfect two for two playing for Louisville City. He has been a huge addition to this team along the back line. Has really allowed Danny Cruz to use some flexibility and change the formation. As the throw comes in, the referee blows his whistle, and that is it. Louisville City goes on the road to FC Tulsa, and under these new tactics, under this new formation for Danny Cruz, they have scored five goals unanswered, and they have a two-game winning streak now. In the month of August, it may have come belatedly for Louisville City, but it seems like they finally found their form in this 2023 season. Louisville wins it by a final of 3 to nothing over FC Tulsa. The Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show comes your way next here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. The Boost by Kroger Plus membership is more than worth it. Because every time you shop for your groceries, you get two times fuel points and free delivery on your purchase. Try it free for 30 days and start saving big today. With Boost by Kroger Plus, you'll have less worries and more rewards. So what are you waiting for? Join now. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Eligible for free grocery delivery on orders over $35. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
Hanson Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. You've got ants inside the house, mosquitoes outside the house, moles burrowing in your lawn, and termites eating your house from inside out. You're completely surrounded. Luckily, OPC Pest Services has a Four Seasons program that can help. OPC has been providing quality pest services since 1972. Protect your home and property and call OPC Pest Services for a free estimate at 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. Again, that's 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. Louisville City fans, this is Paolo Piccolo. Remember, if it's Lou City, it plays right here on ESPN 680, 1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Post-Match Show. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Welcome into the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show. It is a victorious one for Louisville City. Back-to-back wins for the boys in purple. They take tonight's game by a final score of 3-0 over FC Tulsa on the road. This post-game presented to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. That final score of 3-0 brought to you by the Gorski Law Office. And with that score, tonight's game resulted in a Mortensen Family Dental Clean Sheets. A clean game calls for a healthy, clean smile. And with that clean sheet, by the way, all Oliver Zimlin now has the record. He is the rookie clean sheet leader for a single season all-time in the USL Championship, surpassing John McCarthy, who set the mark back in 2015. And with that win, you can head to any participating Louisville area Wendy's location tomorrow to redeem your free small Frosty. Just be sure to show the club's social media post for redemption again tomorrow at any participating local area, Louisville area, Wendy's location. I'm Jeff Milby. Casey Whitfield is here. Lee Walton, our producer extraordinaire, back in the ESPN Louisville studios. We're broadcasting to you tonight live from Saints Pizza Pub in St. Matthews, the official Louisville City watch party here at Saints this evening. A good number of Louisville City fans made the trip out late on a Friday night to watch their team come up with a big victory over Tulsa. And Casey... We were saying it on air during the broadcast, during the game, towards the tail end. But it feels like something has finally clicked for Louisville City. They struggled for so many stretches in this season. Second from the bottom in goal score. Just 20 goals coming into this game. 
Very few multi-goal performances. Three straight losses a week ago, but now changing to the back five, changing to the three-center back formation. Kyle Adams coming into the team from San Diego. It's back-to-back wins for Louisville City, and it's a combined 5 to nothing score over Indy 11 at home last week and FC Tulsa on the road tonight. Well, I think this is our largest margin of victory of the season. It is. We've had three one games, but we haven't won by three goals. So, like, a huge, huge accomplishment right there. Uh, but I think one of the big things that I've noticed, and I said this to you off air, is when they were playing in that 4-3-3, players were extremely isolated. When they got on the ball, they were overthinking everything. They were so stressed because they didn't know what to do with it. There was not that many options. They had to slow the play down because they weren't able to move quickly because there wasn't passing options. They just looked stressed on the ball. And I feel like now watching them, they look free. They look like they're able to be creative, be dynamic, have more freedom. Like Danny Cruz is almost trusting them to do whatever they want out there. I mean, players are changing positions. There's so much interchange. There's so much fluidity within this formation. The only players that truly stay where they need to are three center backs. And even then, some of them are pushing up higher and Gibson's dropping in. So there's just so much more freedom out on the field that the players are able to be so much more creative and it's giving them a whole new energy. It's so fun to watch right now. Third two-game losing, uh, winning streak. Losing streak, listen to me. I'm so used to negative play from Louisville City this year. Third two-game winning streak of the season. They won their first two games, March 11th and March 18th, over Orange County and Monterey Bay on a two-game road trip. Then they turned around and won two home games a few games later, April 8th and April 15th. Since then, they have not been able to string together two wins until now. At home last week against Indy 11, on the road this week against FC Tulsa. And in terms of individual performance, Another turn back the clock, another vintage performance tonight from Cameron Lancaster. A goal and an assist for Louisville City's all-time leading goal scorer. Back-to-back games with a goal for Lancaster. He's been missing for about a year and a half. So many injuries last year kept him out into the late stages. This year he's been in and out of the lineup with injuries, battling with Wilson Harris. But he's back for Louisville City, and he seemingly is at his best once again. Energetic tonight. Had effort tonight. Scored a terrific goal on the a great finish with his right foot. And then set up Sean Tosh with just a pure fight kind of play. Just wanted it more than everybody else. Drove the ball across the six-yard box to a wide-open Tosh who tapped it into the back of the net. Uh, just terrific tonight from Cameron Lancaster. And again, he was tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match. Well, we said how we saw kind of a shift in him after that spectacular goal in the international friendly. But I really do believe the big difference is the formation has allowed him to not be so isolated in the middle. So much pressure on him as being the only player in the middle to hold up the ball. Because right, right now what's happening is they're saying that it's the three forwards and they're having a little bit of wide forwards but really those two quote-unquote wide forwards are tucking in a little bit more and playing closer to Lancaster and what that's in allowing him to do is to pop off in pockets of space it's occupying a few of those center backs it's taking up other defenders that were all focused on Lancaster before and it's allowing him to be a little more creative off the ball to get in better positions to have more freedom because of this formation and so he's not so I 
isolated. It's not all on him. He's able to have help up there, and that's what's allowed him to not have to run ridiculous amounts off the ball, to conserve some energy, to put himself in successful positions, and we've really seen him shine. And how about this, Casey? Looking at the stat sheet, and I'll give you the full stats here in just a moment, but the one that jumps out on the whole of the game, 90 minutes in the game, Louisville City with 33% possession. Back-to-back games where they had a possession number in the low 30s. It was like 32% last week. It's it's mind-boggling because Louisville City for years, and last year especially, but for years they've been a team that wants to win the possession battle. They want to out-possess you. They want to use their press to turn you over, but they'll out-possess you for the course of the game. That was the case for the first half of this season, and it wasn't working. And Danny Cruz clearly has said, you know what, that's not what this team is. That's not what this team is built like. We're going to concede possession. When we win it back, we'll hit you the other way really quickly in a flash. A couple of counter-type goals tonight, by the way in the second half to extend their lead and cement the victory. But 33% possession for the second consecutive game. They're in the low 30s, and they controlled it. It, it's just, it, it just blows my mind. Well, I've said it before, but against Louisville City, when they were possessing the ball like 80% of the time, possession doesn't win games. And this is, the past two games have been a pure example of it. You can keep the ball all you want. But if you aren't putting that ball in the back of the net, it doesn't matter how much you have the ball. As long as, you know, Louisville City was forcing Tulsa to have to play the way they wanted them to. They were forcing them to have to go around the outside. Very rarely did you see a ball come through the middle of the field cleanly. No one pressing it. It wasn't a mistake. It wasn't a, a, you know, we stepped in to win the ball and we missed it and that's how they got through. The ball never goes through the middle of the field. It always goes around the outside. And that's because Louisville City is forcing them to say, hey, beat us around this side. Because when you cross it in, we've got players that can win it. When you play in the middle, we've got players that are going to collapse all over it. And then we're going to immediately counter on you. Because that's what they figured out has worked for them. And it's been great. But they've controlled the game that way by forcing teams to do what they want without them realizing it. Two-thirds of possession to Tulsa. They did outshoot Louisville City on the night, 12-10. to 10. But... How many of those shots were really very threatening for Tulsa? Most of them were They were, were just were far poor. out. Yeah, they, they, were, they weren't threatening whatsoever. Two shots on target for Tulsa out of those 12. Louisville City with four shots on target out of their 10, including their three goals tonight. In terms of corner kicks, it was evenly split. Eight with four apiece. Foul total tonight, 27 fouls, 15 called against Tulsa, 12 called against Louisville City. What I really want to highlight is the shots on target and the goal conversion. Previous matches, we'd have all these shots on target when we weren't able to score a goal. Now we have four shots on target, and three of those end up in the back of the net. So, I mean, 30% of our shots are going in in goal, basically, with 10. Easy math right there. Look at that. (laughs) I mean, in previous games, we weren't seeing that. We were having the same number of shots, the same ones on goal, and we weren't finishing. But now, because we're putting ourselves in better positions to score in higher opportunities to score. That's why we are able to capitalize on those. There were six World of Beer yellow cards in this game. Tempers did flare at one point in the second half. We had three for Louisville City, shown to Tosh Tellefson, both in the first half, and then Sharpie in the second half of the game. For Tulsa on the other side, Rushi in the first half, then Bird and Dyer in the second half of the game. All six of those Yellow cards brought to you by World of Beer. 
But it is a victory tonight for Louisville City. Their second consecutive win. Their first two-game winning streak since April 15th. And maybe, just maybe, Louisville City has figured this season out. And maybe they have it in them to charge up the Eastern Conference standings. As it stands right now in the East, by virtue of this win, Lou City in fourth place, six points back. Just six points back of first place Pittsburgh. And oh, by the way, they have a game in hand on both Pittsburgh in first place and Charleston in second place. It's Tampa Bay in third. They have a game in hand on Lou City. So Tampa Bay with 21 games played, Lou City with 22 Pittsburgh and Charleston with 23 games played each. So it is going to be a dogfight in this Eastern Conference down the second half of the season. And oh, by the way, Lou City and Tampa Bay have yet to meet this year. So there are going to be two big games in what has become, I would say, the best rivalry in the league right now, Lou City against Tampa Bay. Two games between those teams to come in the next few months heading towards the playoffs. And Louisville City could not be playing better right now. We will take a break. It is the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show. Lou City, a winner tonight. FC Tulsa in Oklahoma by a final score of 3 to nothing. Tosh, Lancaster, and Harris, your, your goal scorers tonight. We will have much more to chat about, including racing Louisville. A big weekend of soccer for Louisville, Louisville fans. Racing in action tomorrow night in the Challenge Cup. We'll talk about that when we return on this Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame show on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. Hi, if you were 16 years of age or older and drive a car and like you to listen closely to this commercial, notice anything unusual, anything out of the ordinary? Well, if you're a smart motorist, and I believe that you are, you will have grasped that I'm going entirely too fast, much, much too fast. And you are no doubt asking yourself, why such a high rate of speed? Perhaps you even find this commercial annoying. But when you're behind the wheel, going too fast isn't just annoying. It's dangerous. Not just to you, but to everyone on the road. Not so fast, Kentucky. Please, obey the speed limit. A message from the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. 
Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, Drake responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. This is Danny Cruz, head coach of your Louisville City FC. Keep it tuned to ESPN 680 and 105.7 all year for your coverage of our 2023 season. Broadcasting to you live from Saints Pizza Pub in St. Matthews, the official watch party of Louisville City FC tonight. We saw Louisville City FC dominant tonight over FC Tulsa by a final score of 3 to nothing. This is the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame show. And for the moment, Casey, we can turn it into a little bit of a pregame show because racing Louisville, they're in action tomorrow night in the Challenge Cup, the final of a three-game Challenge Cup stretch. They take on the Kansas City Current tomorrow night at 8 o'clock in Kansas City. You can watch that on Paramount+. Plus. And as we mentioned at halftime, Casey, the recipe is simple. The the needs for racing Louisville tomorrow night are simple. Win and you host the semifinal in the Challenge Cup. Look, the Challenge Cup, we know, it's kind of a little side tournament. It's not nearly as important as the regular season, not nearly as important as making the playoffs. Racing Louisville now two points out of the playoffs as it stands right now. But anytime you can chase a trophy, anytime you can have the opportunity to lift a trophy in front of your fans potentially, that's going to be significant, and it's a major trophy. Take nothing away from the Women's Cup a couple of years ago that they were able to win. Absolutely a wonderful moment for the fans, a wonderful moment for the club, a wonderful moment for Katie Lund, who was the hero in that game. And it's important in her development and her story certainly, but not a major trophy. This would be a major trophy with a million-dollar prize on the line if they were able to win it. So hosting that semifinal game, if they can win tomorrow night at Kansas City, would be huge. Well, I don't know what more motivation you need than to know if I go out and win this match, I'm going to get to play at home in front of my fans who are wonderful, who are great, who come out and support us. So, and that's all the motivation that you need. This team has been playing great. This team offensively has looked so threatening. Defensively, the last game I felt like there was a few shaky moments, and I think a lot of that was due to Ursig not being in the back, that leadership, what she brings back there. So hopefully she'll be able to be back with the team. But, I mean, they're just so electric. They're so fun to watch. They're such a team, a team, a unit that, I mean, I think they're going to come away with a win. I think they're going to come out with a multi-goal win and really solidify it and bring it home. I like your optimism. I like it. Tomorrow night, 8 o'clock on Paramount Plus at Children's Mercy Park in Kansas City. And remember, we are building up. We are two weeks tomorrow away from what is the next Racing Louisville game after tomorrow's Challenge Cup game. That is August 19th, a Saturday night at Lynn Family Stadium. Kickoff for that game against FC LA. There's been a lot of banter on fans and racing Louisville fans, L.A., the glitz and glamour of Hollywood, and in the eyes of some NWSL fans, Louisville, Kentucky, something of a backwater, and Louisville fans have taken offense at that idea. So come out and support 
this team against L.A. Fill the fam. They're trying for 10,000-plus fans to set an attendance record for Racing Louisville. We hope to get that number. We expect to get that number. There was just the flash sale on social media over the last couple of days, $5 tickets, so hopefully a number of those sold. And, again, it's going to be a great, great atmosphere. You're not going to want to miss it. Be a part of some history. Be a part of the biggest crowd to ever see Racing Louisville play on August 19th, Saturday, August 19th, at 730 at Lynn Family Stadium, RacingLouFC.com slash tickets 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y. You might have missed out on the flash sale, but tickets are still affordable. $17 general admission tickets. There are all-you-can-eat ticket options available. Lots of fun family pack options as well. So go on to RacingLouFC.com and look at those ticket options because you don't want to miss this game. Casey, I know you're very excited about it. The idea of seeing 10,000 fans out for a Racing Louisville game is a very enticing thought. Uh, and this is a team that deserves that level of support. Look at what they've done in the World Cup. Some of those players will be back for that game on August 19th that went and performed in the World Cup. Racing Louisville has been the story of the Women's World Cup. We're tied for second right now with goals with some of the top clubs in the world. Top clubs in the world. Like, what more do we need to say? Like, I mean, this team, like you said, deserves it. And it just makes me so sad when I go to some of the games and there aren't that many fans there. Because I'm like, if you are a fan of soccer, why aren't you at this game? If you're a fan of sports, this, right. is, this is a major league team. This is the best league. The best players in the world. The best players in the world. Not only are coming to town, I understand when Alex Morgan comes to town, when Megan Rapinoe comes to town, a lot of the interest, Rose Lavelle, a lot of the interest is, hey, come out and see these superstars, Marta for Orlando. We have superstars. Racing has those superstars. We have them. Look at what they're doing on the world stage at the World Cup. This team is filled with world-class talent. World-class talent representing Louisville. So they deserve your support. Again, August 19th is the fill the fam game for Racing Louisville, Racing Lou FC dot com slash tickets or five zero two Lou City. Casey, any final thoughts on what we saw tonight from Louisville City? A three to nothing win over FC Tulsa. Back to back wins for the first time since mid April, and suddenly a brand new Louisville City team, a new playing style, a new formation, and it has worked to perfection the last couple of weeks for Danny Cruz. Yeah, I just think another commanding performance and other standout performances from the veteran players that we haven't been able to see previously. Cameron Lancaster really just showing the superstar that he is. We all knew he had it in him. He just hadn't been able to break through, and he's really been able to. Extremely proud of this team and what they've been able to overcome, and now they've put together two solid performances. you got to imagine they're going to continue on this upward spiral. We are talking to you once again on Wednesday night. Loose City back in action in a midweek game after this victory at Tulsa. They are at home on August 9th. That's Wednesday night against the Charleston Battery. 8 o'clock kickoff for that game. Get your tickets at lucity.com slash tickets or 502 Lou City. But if you can't make it out to the game, we'll have coverage beginning at 745 for an 8 o'clock kickoff here on ESPN 680 and 1057. One of two games you can catch Lou City in action this week at Lynn Family Stadium. This week upcoming, I should say. Wednesday night against Charleston. Next Saturday night against Rio Grande Valley. The Toros out of Texas. 8 o'clock for that game on Saturday, August 12th as well. So tickets for both games, lucity.com slash tickets or 502 Lucity, and we will have coverage of both games 15 minutes before kickoff here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Don't forget Soccer City, third
Thursday night as well. Thursdays, every Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m. on these same stations, ESPN 680 and 105.7, as well as the ESPN Louisville app. Myself and Benton Newman, a ton to talk about this week, clearly based on this performance from Louisville City and racing Louisville in the World Cup as well. So do tune in for that. That'll do it for us tonight. This has been the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show. Louisville City, a winner tonight, 3 to nothing over FC Tulsa on the road for their second consecutive win. For Casey Whitfield, for Lee Walton back in our ESPN Louisville studios, I'm Jeff Milby. Thanks so much for joining us. We will talk to you on Wednesday night ahead of the Charleston game live from Lynn Family Stadium at 7.45 p.m. Until then, so long. Also in the second half of this game and overall so far they